across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Talk Radio. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you, Ash. Uh, we got a guest coming in this evening. We've got Hassan Dervish, who was, um, was an excellent performer on Sunday's performance ring. You can still call in and do your nonsense, even when Hassan's here. I've got a feeling he might enjoy it. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making it talk. Here's a message from the Haters Club. Dedicated to the one I love. I've been cursed by your wicked kiss. Once felt it's forever missed. Forever missed. I'm a member of the Haters Club. And I'm hating every minute of me without you, you without me. Give me some. Give me some of that misery. That misery. I'm a high hater. I run with the best like a fader. And the witch of the west. Poisoning apples to make you ill. Like cruel and cruel. I'll set you up for the kill. It's such a twisted state of bliss. There's a bit hanging off of my um, um, headphones, that's the word. Evening, dear listener, this is Ian Lee, this is Talk Radio. We have a new telephone number, <clears> oh <throat> three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the number, if you want to give us a call. Um, it's cheaper than the other one, and it may even be free for some of you. Um, tonight, we had fun last night taking calls straight to air, we won't be doing that tonight, but... We'll talk about bits and pieces, including I've found my new favourite genre of film. It's no longer time travel. It's a, a genre where it is um, uh, men trapped in tiny boxes. 
it's quite a niche genre, but um, I, I, I'm, I was genuinely touting for tips on Twitter for films like that. We'll talk about that a bit later on. Uh, but we've got a guest in the studio. We've got Hash, Hassan Dervish. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, Ian. Well, thank what was I? Not welcome, Ian. Thank you for having me, Ian. Yeah, well, no, and um, thank you for allowing me to have you. My, my, my absolute pleasure. It's good to have you here. Now, I think I was... You performed a performance ring on Sunday. I did, yeah. I think I pronounced your name wrong. No, no, you were spot on. Hassan Dervish. I think I... Because I, I'd written it down in my little... I have this little book of, of tricks. Yeah. Right. This everything is in this book. It's not a diary. Okay. It's a tatty old book, and I write down questions, and I write down um, the running order. I'd written, I see, I'd written Dervish, yeah, but it looks like a W, and I think I was saying Dervish. I think you were thinking whirling Dervish and trying yes. to remember it that way. Yes, so that would work. So, and that makes me happy that I'm in your book, there, Ian. You're in, you're in the book. I'm in the book. Yes, and you've got ticks by you and everything. Lovely. Hassan seems extraordinarily loud, Catherine. Now. Is that because he's got a, an extraordinarily loud voice, or is it because because he gives it all that, or is it because Ed has set the the studio to cock? That's a possibility. Do you fancy taking a phone call before we even crack on and tell people uh, you, who you, you are? Crack, you, you're the you're put, the man. Put your uh, your headphones on. Let's uh, introduce you to. Uh, there's a little volume control at the end of the lead if you need that. Um, Alan Caddick. What kind of cake? Gay cake or bisexual cake? Oh, why, why wouldn't bisexual cake here? Best of both worlds, isn't it? Well, I wouldn't know that, because I'm a woman cake, me. Wow, there's an image. Alan Caddick as a woman cake. Um, Alan, say hello to my guest, Hassan. Hello, Hassan. Alan, it's a pleasure to uh, actually hear your voice in the studio. Uh, thank I'm you. A bit, I'm a bit starstruck, actually. I know. I'm watching you on Periscope. Hi. It's weird, isn't it? It's weird. It's exciting. How was performance ring? Ah, oh, oh, awesome evening. I mean, Kath and Ian put on a, a, a beautiful... They cast a magical oh. evening for everybody to perform in. For those who don't know, because we haven't mentioned it, but we're getting new listeners all the time, and it's welcome to you. The performance ring was this thing that me and Catherine tried on Sunday, and it worked, and we're going to try it a few more times. It's... um. It's a variety show. I don't want to say talent show, because that implies there's an element of competition, and there's no competition. It's a variety show where the entire act, the um, itinerary, is made up of listeners. And we had uh, poets, we had musicians, we had a magician, we had short films, and we had you, Hassan. Um, Well, it was... I I guess... You're one of those acts where it's kind of a little bit hard to describe. Because if I say poetry some people will switch off because yeah. a lot of people don't like poetry um and i don't want to say a comedian because i think you were cleverer than well, just a comic I, i'm not i'm not sure how to use the word clever but certainly uh, having fun out there i call it more kind of spoken word clowning because if i call it spoken word yeah then that kind of takes the mick out of everybody yeah. that actually does good spoken word poetry out there yeah. and i've seen excellent people out there Alan, you were you were missed, but I I believe that at the Christmas performance ring on December the eleventh, I will be there. You well, vi- well via Skype. Yeah. Yes, you will be part of the um, the evening via Skype. Might do the introductions live on Skype. You that would be wouldn't that hey, wouldn't that be wonderful actually? That could be very exciting. Would you be clothed or would you yeah, be, I'll be clothed? You'd be clothed. Okay, that's that's probably that's probably for the best. Um, Alan, did you have a question for Hassan? I was going to say, <laughs> could you do a rap about me? What? 
A rock. No, he wants me to do uh, a, a, rock. a rap. Oh, uh, freestyle. Wow. In the studio. Unfortunately, Alan, my stuff needs to be prepared. Yeah. And I'm not that skilled in doing a freestyle, uh, Alan. Uh, sorry, uh, sorry to uh, destroy well, the magic. Let's, let's turn the tables, Alan. <laughs> maybe you could do a rap or a song about me and Hassan. He um he put you to shame there, he, Hassan. He, he, he put, he's 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 just a bloke, and he destroyed you there. He's actually put the phone number in there as well. Admittedly, I'm not sure if if um, a lot of those sounds could actually be translated into words, <laughs> and that may be that may be cheating. But he destroyed you there, uh, straight no. in. Oh, no, absolutely. Um, uh, we, uh, we thought you were brilliant. I thought the whole audience thought you were brilliant. All the acts were brilliant. But, uh, but I, I thought it'd be nice to get you to come in the studio for a little bit. Thank you. Um, uh, and maybe do some performances for us. Excellent. Not sweary ones. No, you had no. a very potty mouth. <laughs> I did. Uh, do you kiss your mother with that mouth? Well, it's just that uh, when when you don't swear that much during the day, it's a great way to <laughs> just express yourself on stage. Where do you... It's li- cathartic. It, uh, it's been years since I've been involved in the comedy circuit, right? Yeah, years yeah. and years. I mean, I was doing stand-up, God, 21, 22 years ago. Um, and uh, where do you do it now? Are there still places like downstairs at the King's Head and things? Yeah, yeah, downstairs at King's Head going in. But there's plenty of places to go, uh, Jester Jester's at... Uh, uh, up at Betsy Trotwood, yeah, uh, fantastic uh, MC there, Jonathan Hearn. He's a wonderful man. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, there's just lots of them around uh, above pubs, below pubs, uh, not outside pubs. I've done some outside. Oh yeah. When in the in the nineties, when I was kind of doing it, um, it was it, it was comedy was going through another kind of boom period, and I remember there were I remember doing um, I remember doing them in pub gardens yeah. at various points. I had my weirdest ever heckle was in a pub garden in um, just outside Birmingham in Moseley, and I said I come from Slough, and part of the routine was oh, I come from Slough, and some some bloke heckled me with the poem "Come friendly bombs fall on Slough," and I went oh very nice a bit of Betchman, which it is. And he went, no, 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 it's Ted Hughes, mate. <laughs> I went, no, it's Betchman. He said, no, 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 it's Ted Hughes. I said, no, like, honestly, it's John Betchman. It is effing Ted effing Hughes. And we had this big argument for ten minutes about which poet had, had written so it was, that. It was just you and him having banter then. So classic bants. <laughs> classic bants about Ted Hughes. Awesome. <laughs> well, what's great about the circuit is uh, that yeah, there's about um, 12 or 14 acts on a night. Yeah. And they're all doing five minutes each. And you see some absolutely amazing five-minute sets. Yeah. And you might not see it again, because you, you, you see them regularly mm. throughout different people reg, um, different people on regular nights all the time. And it's funny, some people um, will go on and have careers doing that or doing something related yeah, yeah. to that. Some people will stop doing it and will disappear and will get, you know, in inverted commas, normal jobs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do wonder about all the talent. You know, when you're out doing open spots, you do see... You see some terrible stuff, but you do see some amazingly talented people that will never play to more than a few hundred people throughout their entire lives. And it's, yeah. It, it, I, I don't know. It's, part of me thinks it's sad that these people don't get 
airplay. It's, well, don't I mean, get seen. I, I mean, you could say the same about the music industry. There's a lot of unsigned people in bands yeah. or playing who are singer songwriters, and they're amazing, mm. but they're not even on an independent label, and they don't even get onto a major label. Mm. But I suppose you you just got to do it for the. Um, you got to just enjoy it at the time that yeah. you do it, and and it's like a for me it's a creative outlet, and I and I, I love doing it. You know, you you write it, you see what it does, and you mm. know when you were saying, you know, you see some awful people. Oh God, I've had some awful evenings where I just wanted to curl oh, up bet. and die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the weirdest thing going home from from a bad gig on your own on the train or oh, the absolutely. bus. It's, it's soul destroying. Uh, the worst one was, uh, I think. Uh, my ego was a little bit up there. I thought, oh, I think I can do this. Yeah. Went down to uh, King Gong. And, uh, King, King Gong. <laughs> uh, I've heard of that one. So it's uh, five minutes oh. you get, but uh, they can card you off at any point. What is, how do they card so you off? So there's three people with red cards oh, in the audience. Yeah. So then you're doing it. As soon as someone shouted out, card him, because they're encouraged to kind of heckle, my... My whole ego just left the room yeah. and just left me as a husk on the on the on the on the uh, uh, on the stage there. And I don't think I got out of bed for three days after that. I hate those things. I refused to do even when I was starting out. I refused to do the kind of gong shows and and there were gong shows around and the the, the thing. Yeah, if, if people make enough noise, they they, they can shout you off and stuff. Because I don't. It's, it's, they're a freak show. They're a freak show. Yeah, but you know, uh, it's good for certain sets. Like yeah. if you're banging out the jokes and you want to see how they rock mm. on. And, and some people have just got a personality that just hushes the whole audience, yeah. and they're all enthralled by it and engaged, and it's amazing to see. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's not for everyone. Uh, I know it's not for me now, but uh, um, yeah, it's a it's a baptism baptism of fire, yeah. which is worth going through just to see. What it's like. I once performed at the, um, what was it, Up the Creek with yeah. Malcolm Hardy, when Malcolm Hardy was there, and it was famous as being, you know, if you could if you could last do a five-minute open spot in Up the Creek, then you would, um, you were all right. You had you had balls. And, and I did that, and, and Malcolm said, oh, well done, that was great. You, you must come back. And I thought, nah, do you know what? I, I don't. I've not got the hunger enough to come back mm. to do to, to face this. Listen, we're going to have to take uh, some adverts, and then are you going to do a, a little piece? Yeah, for I'll us? do a little piece. Yeah. All right, nice one. This is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep over. Ian Lee on air and off the leash on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Um, we're talking beards with Hassan Dervish. You're not a beard expert, but um, I'm thinking of getting rid of my beard. Um, no, don't. I, I feel like a fraud. No, what fraud? That's get a bit closer beard. to the microphone. That's a great beard. Uh, yeah, I know. I just, I just, I, I, I was the other day. I looked in the mirror and I thought, no, you're not meant to have a beard. I know. See, yeah. I mean, sometimes you have doubts about great things. Yes, and that's a great thing. Wow. Huh? You're a you're a strong flirt. <laughs> I like your style. You've got a nice girly laugh as well, which I like even better. Um, I've but... just embarrassed myself. <laughs> uh, what, what are you going to do for us? Uh, right, this, uh, well, uh, the intro starts when yeah. I play the song, so I could start it then. I'm shutting up. There we go. Let's uh, let's start. So, what's trending on Twitter recently is uh, something called hashtags, why are my balls darker than the rest of my body? They're always in the dark. They never see the light. 
They only come out, come out at night. So why are my balls darker than the rest of my body? Why are my balls darker than the rest of my body? I've spoken to my GP doctor and my mum. They've got no news about this phenomenon. On TED Talks, this subject they lack. That's the issue of the darker ball sack. I need to find out, find out more. So I googled dark black balls. My internet history is now messed up. All I've got are loads of photos of dark black cock. You might want to compare your balls with your mates to see if the results you can duplicate. Find an ethnicity the same as yours, so the results are consistent with the theory of dark black balls. You'll now go home. This song you'll hum. Squat over a mirror and check out your plums and ask yourself why. Why are my balls darker than the rest of my body? <laughs> and that's the clean. That's the clean poem you've got the... for us. That's the clean material. <laughs> wow. That's the. That is indeed clean. Um, do you, do you, uh, I remember, I don't know, you know, if your parents are still with us or not, what your relationship is. I remember my mum was always very supportive of me doing comedy and stuff. And the, I, I hated doing it in front of her. I would never let her come and see it. And the first time she came and saw a show that I did, it was an Edinburgh show. I was doing it with my friend Mackenzie Crook. And it was all quite nice and a bit of fun. And at the end of it, we had a really filthy song called My what's it's bigger than yours and basically it was me and Mackenzie singing about the size of our willies and I remember just dying with embarrassment because my mum was in the audience and we were being filthy brilliant stuff and she loved it of course of course she loved it and she thought it was hilarious I wonder what your family and friends kind of make of all this well you know what um I've got uh, uh, a couple on on YouTube and uh my dad phoned me earlier uh, and said you know he thought it was hilarious he really likes it yeah and uh yeah, they're not prudish in that way. It's to some people's liking, but when they see their son enjoying themselves, yeah, yeah. they're thinking, oh, I'm proud of that yeah. guy being happy. Yeah. Maybe. 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 <laughs> um, Dana was another performer at Performance Ring. Dana's on the line. Evening, Dana. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, hip, hip. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Ian? You good? I'm hot and I've got a little bit of a headache, Dana, but apart from that, I'm fine. I've got plenty of cold water, so we shall be all right this evening. What have you got for oh, us? Oh, good. Hi, Hassan. How are you? Hi. Hi. Good. Well, good. Thank you. Good, good. I, I just need to say, I, I know I owe you a drink, so... Oh. again. You, you, uh, you, I... you had an excellent performance. I really enjoyed listening to your oh. stories. Thank you so much. And I've taken what, you know, Ian gave me some great advice a couple of days ago and I started putting pen to paper and I'm getting some ideas. Well and I'm, oh, that's, that's fantastic. You know, I'm definitely going to go ahead again and, um, you know, look at doing a few things. But yeah, I just wanted to say I really enjoyed what you did. And you were so, so nice. And it was just really great talking to you beforehand and during... You know, it was just great to sort of, you know, meet you. And, and like I said, I owe you a drink. So uh, I just wanted I was, to. I was going to say the same about you. You put me at ease, and uh, it felt like uh, part of a Ian Lee family down there. <laughs> this, this, listen, it's so nice to have you two on because I just was. For those who are thinking about doing performance ring, it's almost full for Act Christmas. I wouldn't mind a couple more women because it's all. Bl- I've realised it's all blokes, and I've got. I think I've got one woman, so a couple more women would be great for the Christmas one. But if you're thinking about doing something, um, this is what the atmosphere was like uh you know we, we, we're doing another one in february uh but this is what the atmosphere it was like it was everybody was cheering everybody on there were a couple of acts that i know didn't go as well as they had hoped 
would go, you know, as, as well as perhaps their, their rehearsals had gone when they were doing it at home. But everybody was literally willing them on. And in the case of Tris, who was struggling because he was singing and he'd lost his voice... Oh, he was great. Oh, he yeah, was great. Uh, absolutely, yeah. yeah, I was going to say I that. I, I, w- w- <clears throat> I would have thought no less of Tris if he'd have taken his guitar off and gone, nah, this ain't yeah. working, and walked off. But he didn't. He ploughed through, playing the entire B-side of Abbey Road, for crying <laughs> yeah. out loud. And there was such, like you say, it was a tsunami of love yeah. just going across. It was like a you know Mexican wave of love going across. And I think everyone felt that. And it Isn't was. It? it was like a little little family, a little club. Let me write this down. Mexican wave <laughs> of love. OK, I'm going to write a song around <laughs> now, I, I feel that could be a good song. Um, Are you stealing my material? Yeah, it could be. <laughs> uh, could be. Um, but uh, it, it, the exact opposite of the shows we were talking about before, the gong shows and the talent mm. shows and the co- even the competitions, I, I always find it a tough thing doing a, 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 a competition when you're, when you're a performer because um, well, to be a performer, to do what you do, to do what you did, Dana, to do what I used to do, you've got to be, kind, you've got to be sensitive to to mm. criticism and it is hard to go up there and be judged you know I what i wanted to ask actually hassan because i know you do it what two or three times a week i remember you saying and or some weeks anyway what would you advise for somebody like me what would you say is a good idea or a good or a good next step good next what in in uh doing stand-up uh yeah it's yeah just get... i'm putting putting ideas together well with with you... with with me, when I started, uh, well, sort of started, two years ago, my friend, she was doing stand-up for about a year, and yeah. she was amazing. I looked at her and I thought, you know what, I'd really love to do that. Her name, Dana Wills, brilliant. And uh, she, uh, I thought, you know what, I'll give it a go. Yeah. So I just joined up, uh, put myself down for five minutes, but I didn't prepare anything. Mm. I thought, you know yeah. what... I'll go up there and just talk about the fact that I'm hungry at work. I think that'll be hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got two minutes in and I thought, you know what? Maybe I need some structure <laughs> and some jokes in here because there was absolute silence and I was so nervous. Yeah. Uh, I just gave up after three minutes and sat down. Um, so a bit but, of preparation and a bit of rehearsal. Yeah, a- absolutely, in front of the mirror or whatnot. And I did a bit of a course as well, and that helped the me. The courses can be helpful in, t- oh. in terms of the practical things like holding a microphone. Yeah. Um, and, and, and and they can also give you the encouragement. The thing I would say to anyone who wants to do it is just get out and get loads of five-minute open spots. It's it's what they used to call stage time. Just getting mm-hmm. the, 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 the experience of having your name said out loud and you walking up on a stage and staring out at people and talk. Just keep doing that. Keep doing that and and it's all expected you know some of these uh open mic nights you've got about six seven people that yeah. are mostly comedians watching other comedians doing their thing so yeah. it's just stage time um and do not worry about any silence because there will be that yeah. when when you start doing some of your material and you think you're gonna die the thing i learned only recently i wish i'd known it earlier is to enjoy the silences mm. <laughs> If, if they're being silent, you'd be even more silenter. <laughs> if that makes sense, enjoy it because it's it's a really uncomfortable vibe for everybody in the room. Oh, I, I, I wish I had that. So, is that again, Dana? See who breaks first. Exactly. <laughs> I want. There used to be a brilliant act, right? When I was in the nineties, uh, there were some real nuts acts, and there was a bloke called Jimbo. And I must admit, I, I didn't nick the, the idea from him, but I was I was inspired by Jimbo to, to years later to do something that was that was kind of a little bit similar. But what he would do is this old guy. We were all like twenty, twenty one, twenty two, 
And he was, I mean, he was ancient. He must have been in his late 40s, right? And he would do this weird act. And every time I saw his act, it was different. But the best time I ever saw it was he came on and he hung his coat up. And he had this plastic bag. And he sort of did stuff for 10 minutes to silence. No one was laughing. Me and my mate Justin were wetting ourselves because we just thought it was so weird and so perverse. And then he just stood there, looked around, looked at his watch, went... Nah. <laughs> then put his coat on and just walked out. Brilliant. And he was supposed to get paid for that, and he never collected his money. And he would do that from time. Just put his, just look at his. Nah. <laughs> and then just walk out. What a beautiful ending to a set. That is uh, that is someone just thinking. You know what? I'm going to enjoy myself up yeah. there. If I'm not enjoying myself up there, I'm not going to bother. Yeah. Yeah. There's Which no, there's is no meant to be brilliant. No. Yeah, exactly. Um, one final thing, sorry, Hassan, where would you say, so if I was going to look for somewhere to have a go, say another five minutes or something, what would you suggest, where would you suggest? Oh, well, you, you know what, just just um, uh, message me and I'll, I'll give oh. you a whole list, because there's quite a few places uh, in and around town. Okay, um, cool. So it's um, too, too much to reel off right it now. Was, well, that would yeah. be, be really helpful if you could do that. There, it also, I don't know if, again, 20 years, um, Time Out, the comedy listings, uh, I just used to go through all the... They don't do that anymore. You're they joking. They cancelled that earlier this year. And what, the comedy the, listings? The comedy listings, they've d- dumped the department austerity. What can I tell you? You can't have a laugh anymore. I'm genuinely <laughs> speechless at yeah, that. Yeah, I know Time Out was, went free and was struggling a bit, but yeah. they've dumped the comedy listings. They've dumped the comedy because they, uh, they couldn't justify the department anymore, which is a shame Flipping for the comedy heck. circuit because yeah. then they're losing all of that um, advertising. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, that's really sad. It is sad. It is sad. Well, Dana, listen, yeah, get in touch with Hassan and he, he will send you all uh, the bits and pieces you need. Um, we said half an hour, but can you stick around for another ten minutes? Oh, Ian, I would love to. Have yeah. you got another piece for us? I can do uh, my, uh, yeah, the one that, that uh, I ended off the evening with, yeah. Well, no, it wasn't the one about, is this a sweary one? No, no, the wrong room. Oh, wrong, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, stay, yeah. stay there, we'll have a break, we'll come to it after this. Uncut After Hours Conversation for the Up All Night Generation. Late Night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. You can still call in. We've got Hassan Dervish here. Um, you're going to do one of the pieces that you did for us on Performance Ring on Sunday. Yeah, and it, it kind of uh, r- relates to something that you've experienced, actually. Oh. You know, when you went to, uh, I might spoil the punchline a bit, so I might mention it at the end. Mention it at the end. Don't yeah. spoil your punchline. Okay. There's one thing I've learned, son. Don't spoil your punchline. <laughs> Don't spoil your punchline. So, this happened to me the other week. I went to visit the girlfriend at the cinema. And this is how that went. I went to Cineworld, Fast and Furious 8. Went to the screen, sat down with my date. A trailer, Chanham Tatum, girlfriend squeeze. I couldn't care. I had nachos and cheese. 20 minutes in, it's still Chanham Tatum. His gorgeous abs, gorgeous face, I hate him. 30 minutes in, it's like they're playing the whole film. I think they're playing the whole film. <laughs> I'm in the wrong room, 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 I'm in the wrong room. I'm in the wrong room, 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 I'm in the wrong room. I need a leak, I go to the toilet. But what's this grey box by the toilet? Isn't that meant for sanitary towels? What's it doing in the men's room? I'm not in the men's room. I'm in the wrong room, I'm in the wrong room, I'm in the wrong room, in the wrong room, I'm 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 in the wrong room. 
So I took my girl back to her mum's. I go to my girl's room and have some fun. Go downstairs and grab a coke. Energy for more, I hope. I go back up. Uh, it's dark inside. She climbs on top and starts to ride. Moonlight shines on my girlfriend's face. That's not my girlfriend's usual face. It's my girlfriend's mum. I'm in the wrong room. In the wrong room. I'm 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 in the wrong room. So I took my girl on a holiday up to Liverpool, where the Beatles played. Drove up the M1 and then took a right. Things didn't seem quite right. So I stopped the passerby, feeling like a fool, asking whether I was in Liverpool. Bemused by the answer, he said, "This isn't Liverpool. This is Newcastle tune." I'm in the wrong tune. 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 There we are. Oh, I love it. I love it. Look, you're getting a round of applause from Ed, and he's miserable. So that's um. That's something. Uh, now, listen, I noticed on Twitter... Oh, you were going to say, yes. Yeah. Go. You Uh-oh. actually did that, because you weren't to, to see Frank Zappa documentary. Yes. And then you were watching Cats. Uh, well, it was the cat named Bob. Yeah. We were in the right room. Oh. We were in the wrong day. Oh, I see. We were oh, a, whole, the wrong day. a whole week early. <laughs> And we sat there thinking, well, why is this film starting in Covent Garden? What's Frank Zappa's oh, connection? Oh, no, it's that rubbish film about that cat. We saw the Frank Zappa documentary tonight. Oh, uh, yeah, I saw that. It's brilliant. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, I noticed on Twitter you were saying that you're looking for some people to help you make some films and stuff. Um, you never know who's listening. So what yeah. kind of stuff... What, what, we've got a lot of talented people listening. They might, someone might be able to help. What, are you tr- what do you want to do? Well, I mean, uh, with The Wrong Room, uh, I want to uh, draft a video together for it. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't put it on YouTube because I want to do it justice like with the, with the scenes. Yeah. Uh, I think someone from that was performing on the night... Oh, OK. ...has uh, ag- agreed to try and Brilliant. whack a video together. <laughs> I like... <laughs> Wow, they've tried to. They've agreed to try and whack a video together. Yeah, I, I think that's the terminology. <laughs> and uh, and someone else, uh, someone else also. Uh, the f- uh, the first guy, the DJ. Yes, he has uh, agreed to DJ Dan. Yeah, he's agreed to do a little backing track. For oh, brilliant! Oh, brilliant! A, a, a new song. Oh, so brilliant! It'll be nice to uh, collaborate with those guys. He's a genius, Dan. So oh, he'll, absolute he'll genius! He'll do some magic. Um, let's see what Kyle wants. Evening, Kyle. Evening. You okay? Yeah, I'm all right, Kyle. What you got for us, boss? Well, I was just going to say, I obviously was uh, at the uh, Angelos gig on Sunday, so I couldn't make performance ring. Oh, I see. Yeah. And but, y- 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 yet you want us to talk to you now? Well, I was hoping so. <laughs> okay. Cause It'll be I frosty. Peace and love, peace and love. Frosty. Mm. However, I-, I heard nothing but good things about Hassan's set on Sunday night. Right. Uh, and I just, and listening to it tonight, I thought it was really, really good. You sure you want to listen to this and you don't want to go, maybe go and listen to a Barry and Angelos podcast? Uh, do, do you know what? I, yeah, you're just being horrible. Anyway, what I was going to say to you <laughs> is I... He's think, right, I am being horrible to him. I am being horrible to him. Yeah, I, can, I, I, can't, I can't really take credit for it, though. Uh, Ian and Kath uh, were able to spin together an, uh, an amazing evening, and all the performers are great, and... What is essential with every evening mm. like that is the MC or the host. And when they create the right energy level, then then well, magic can happen. Well, uh, you're very kind. No, no, didn't, um, true. Didn't um, John Dredge pushing a wheelbarrow go down well? 
Oh, well, uh, you know, he could have gone on for he could have gone on for hours. He could have gone on for hours. <laughs> he's, he's sending me. He's, I was he, hoping for a proper barrow. Yeah, I know that was a bit of a disappointment. They might be coming. Dredgeland might be coming back in February, and he keeps sending me. Um, he's, he's got some nuts ideas for that, so that'll be worth. Brilliant. It. Anyway, Carl, go on, mate. No, I was just going to say I, I respect both here. Uh, I will. T- I will say for why. I did the in the nineties. I did about six open mic gigs yeah. in Manchester, and for five of them, reasonably well. Six one, absolutely appalling, and it put me off yeah. for life. Oh yeah, you got you got to be tough. I mean, when what? I say you got to be tough, I mean because it, it, it batters you. It batters you. Oh, it was just when nobody laughed, when people were just absolutely staring at you, and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Um, so, no, so I think what you do, Hassan, is brilliant. I think, you know, obviously, I try and do the radio thing now, which is a pale limitation, I'll be honest with you, Mr. Lee. Um, but, yeah, that, that to me is a much easier way yeah. of getting laughs. And But, oh, God, yeah, the fact you've both done it, yeah, respect you both. Kyle, thank you very much indeed. I, I appreciate that. I do disagree with those people that say, oh, it's the toughest job in the world. No, it's not. Being like a soldier or a nurse or a, a you know a firefighter, those are probably, I would suggest, significantly tougher <laughs> Absolutely. than standing up in front of a load of drunk people and, and talking for 10 minutes. But it is um, it is unpleasant. Um, what, what do you want? Wh- where do you want to go? Do you want this to be your career? Do you, uh, well, I, I, well, no, it would be lovely to uh, be able to, you know, replicate the my heroes really so, who are your heroes right, right uh, I, w- I would say the people that have inspired yeah. there are loads of people that I really like um, yeah. but what inspires my material is people like uh, Beck Hill comedian yeah. uh, Paul Foot. oh uh, Paul Foot's brilliant isn't Tim he Tim Key oh yeah he's brilliant Tim Key um, and uh, Lonely Island uh, who's a band in America that do parodies of rap. Oh, are they the ones that did the Michael Bolton? Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, guys, they're yeah. brilliant, they are. So I, I like all of their styles together, Yeah, uh, and, and they kind of inspire me to uh, to do my set. I love Paul Foot um, because it's um, it's whimsy. Yeah. It's just delightful whimsy. I interviewed, I, I sort of used to know him a bit, and I interviewed him once on, when I was at another radio station, and it was quite an awkward interview because... He, he, he is so unusual and so unique. I didn't quite know how to... He th- I think he thought I was taking the mickey out of him when I wasn't. But we didn't quite know how to... We yeah. were circling each other verbally. Um, but he's just delightful nonsense. I, I watched him uh, a couple of weeks ago, actually. And uh, you're watch- listening and you think... You're trying to dissect this set. Yeah. And you think, wow, there's actually no joke. Yeah, he's yeah. just talking and rambling and it's hilarious yeah so uh uh either he put something in the air or magic <laughs> i'm not sure uh, listen i'm gonna let you go in a minute hassan uh, give us uh, you what are you on twitter so that people can uh, find out where you're playing and twi- twitter handle is h derv h d e r v and uh yeah i'll tweet i've already tweeted uh my links uh to my youtube channel yeah if you subscribe ooh, i get my own url oh. for youtube you need 50 subscribers before you do get you? one what's yeah. well, what is how do we what do i need to type in to find you awesome oh just type in uh my name hassan dervish all right hang on a minute uh, and then uh maybe what's the what's the song that's on there come on everyone i we hate can, chores i hate chores right hassan dervish 
chores. Let everyone, we can we can get fifty subscribers by the end of the night. Here we go. Uh, let me turn that off because uh, subscribe. There we go. You just got another one there. You'll, you'll, Brilliant. You'll have, you'll have fifty Ian, by the end of the night. Uh, let's get have one more call and then we'll let you go. Tris. Hip 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 hip. What what kind of cake? Uh, well, I'm part of the liberal media like you, so I'm going to go buy cake. <laughs> yeah, buy cake. <laughs> what you got yeah. for us, Tris? Oh uh, well, just you know, I've been I've been hitting Hassan up on Twitter because I think he was brilliant the other night. Yeah, thank you. Um, pro- probably second to me, I would have thought. And um, oh mate, that was um, that was hard work on stage, I tell you. Now listen, um, let, 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 you've you've brought it up, so let, let's grab this bull by the horns and see where it takes us. You um, it, 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 you were one of the two acts that I felt when they came off stage. Um, were unhappy with the way it went. Yeah, absolutely. What, what, um, and you were, for those who missed it, you were there playing guitar, singing Beatles songs, not just singing Beatles songs, singing the side two of Abbey Road, you fruitcake. That's insanely difficult. <laughs> um, your voice had gone, your voice was shot to pieces, you were obviously nervous. Um, Cripplingly so. Yeah. yeah, 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 but you did it though, you finished it. That, yeah, did, well, do, the, do you get that? Do you get that sense of achievement that you did? Oh, abs- absolutely! The love that came off that came off for the audience was 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 unbelievable. So, so many lovely people there, and everyone was willing me on. And the strange thing is, I don't really remember it. It feels like I was on stage for maybe a minute. And I remember it all coming crashing down and yeah. then just feeling love coming at me. Yeah, and I'm sorry about that. I got excited. <laughs> it, was, it was a fun night. Um, yeah, but Hassan, Hassan was Hassan was brilliant. Absolutely, I, I, he he really does stand out for me. Um, and I've uh, managed to. I mean, this is this is very much the warm up for him because I'm recording for a podcast on the weekend. Hopefully, there you go, so. you see. well, listen, Tristan, yeah. you, you did brilliantly. You, you got through it, and uh, you, you know it was an achievement. So well done. Thank you, mate. And the thing is, I want to try something else on another evening. That's how that's how nuts it is. Brilliant. I want to try and do something that I've never done before. Uh, yeah, why not? Why not? We'll, we'll, what have we got to lose? We'll sort it out. We'll sort. Tris, thank you, mate. Um, Hassan, it's so nice to see you. Um, I don't follow anyone on Twitter, so I'm not going to follow you. So but don't take that personally. No, no. But if you if you've got any gigs coming up or anything, tweet at me in them, and I'll retweet them and stuff. Okay, it'll be lovely. nice. I'm sure some people will pop along because um, it was it was it was absolutely blinding. Cheers, Hassan. Nice to see you again. Uh, oh, we'll carry on with the rest of the show. Shouts out. <laughs> How are we now, dear listener? 0344 499 This is Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you There we go. Thank you, Hassan. 0344 499 is the uh, telephone number. It's a new phone number, guys, and it's um, cheaper and from some places, you know what? It might even be... Let me get rid of that bit buzz. There we go. It might even be free if it's part of your uh, package. How's about them apples? Um, we'll have a little look through the papers in a bit. Because um, I'll be honest, I'm a little bit unprepared for, for this evening's show because I've had one of those busy days where I was off to see me, um, my therapist this morning um and so i didn't get much sleep so i was tired and groggy and i went to see him then i had lunch with the boss it's all good we've still got jobs our listening figures are up 52 percent. that'll do me thanks very much we're beating all the bbc local radio stations at this time of night oh nice one thanks very much indeed that's not bad for six months to be beating the bbc local radio stations every night every bbc local radio station that'll do 
That'll do me for the moment. That's that's a good starting point. Let's see where we go in another three months, shall we? I know we're getting loads more listeners and there's some more exciting things coming soon that are are, going to help us. So I did that and it's always... It, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. It's always a worry when I go and have lunch with with the boss because you, you in this industry you never know how lunch with a boss is going to end up. Whether you're going to end up feeling good about yourself and bouncing along, or you're going to end up not having a job. I've had those lunches before and those drinks before. Where you walk in and you've got a job, and after you've had a, 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 I don't know, a lemonade, an orange juice, you don't have a job. But that was good. And then I had to go to the BBC and uh, do some little bits and pieces for the BBC. And it's always weird. And I did get the, the, the boot from the BBC, so it's, I always feel like I'm a bit of an interloper in the BBC. I always feel a little bit... Um, a bit naughty being there. Now, the reason I got the boot from the BBC is because I had an argument with two horrible Christian bigots. Horrible, horrible Christian bigots. Not, they weren't horrible because they were Christians. They were horrible because they were bigots. Uh, we don't hate gays, Ian. Uh, we love them. That's why we want to save them from eternal damnation. That was their, that was their kind of thing. And I lost my temper. And although my boss said I'd, I'd lost my job because I'd lost my temper, the BBC never mentioned me losing my temper. It was, it was impartiality and all that nonsense, right? And that's fine. And that's groovy. And that was almost a year to the day. Um, and I wonder kind of how far the world has come in terms of, um, you know, talking about gay things and gays and stuff. Because I, I, at the time, when I was having this argument with these, these Christian bigots, I, I kind of, you know, expected us to walk out of the studio and be high-fived by the entire office and say, hey, well done, guys. You put those bigots in their place. Um, and some people did, but it, it, say it ended up... Um, rather nastily and um i'm kind of i'm not well i'm kind of embroiled in this weird this weird situation right with a tweet that i sent yesterday right it's had the most insane reaction to anything i've ever tweeted and I've tweeted some offensive stuff, and I've tweeted some funny stuff, and I've tweeted some right-on stuff. And when I wrote this tweet, I stand by the tweet, right? Um, and when I say I'm embroiled, I mean it. it the, the reaction to it has gone nuts. It's, it's you know, it's, it's it's been retweeted and liked a lot. I'll tell you exactly how much in a minute. Um, uh, but when I did it, I thought, oh, this is uh, this is quite a right-on liberal thing to be saying i stand by what i say you know and i'll tell you what i said in a minute it was this weird story in the daily mail yesterday and russ i'll come to you in a minute um why does why do and do was in capitals they do that in the daily mail they um capitalize seemingly random words why do so many young people say they're bisexual and then underneath it uh, says, honest, confused, influenced by celebrities. Now, when has anyone been influenced by a celebrity to have sex with someone that they're not sexually predisposed to be attracted to? Why do so many young people say they're bisexual? 
influenced by celebrities? First of all, I don't think I can think of many by celebrities. Is pink bisexual? I don't know. I, I, I can't think of any celebrity. All right, the only one I can think of that's out and proud, that was out and proud as bisexual, was David Bowie. That's the only person I can think of. What a strange thing for the Daily Mail to say. It goes on. We talked to three youngsters, one of them's 25, and their somewhat bemused parents. <laughs> and I saw this, and it's a big spread in the in the Daily Mail yesterday, and I saw it. And I just thought, this is... um. This is really odd. And it's interesting because we don't talk about bisexuality very much. It's always gays and lesbians. The gays and the lesbians. And the bisexuals don't don't get talked about um, a, a, a lot. But when I saw this yesterday, I just thought it was such an old-fashioned... Um, I've not been to the Daily Mail online page to read this story because I, I imagine the comments section on the Mail Online bit are absolutely nuts if you want to go to a soulless dark corner of the internet where no light is shed whatsoever go to the comments section of the mail online oh flipping heck (laughs) you think twitter's bad you think digital spy is bad man alive honestly it's a it's a whole new level of arsehole that posts on the mail online comment section. It really, really is. I might, do you know what, for a laugh, I might have a look on there during the news and just see what people have said, because I bet it's vile. Why do so many young people say they're bisexual? I took a picture of this and I thought, oh, I'll, I'll say something. It's a little bit witty. It's a bit right on, but I agree with it. I wrote, well, I don't know. Is it because, and I'm going out on a limb here, they are bisexual? Tweeted that and, uh, and off it went. It has gone. That tweet has gone. Look, 14 new updates. That tweet has gone absolutely nuts. I've never seen anything like it. 18,000 retweets, 30,000 likes. Am I the only person that gets disappointed? I prefer retweets. I prefer retweets over likes. I always think likes are a little bit, well, okay, you like it, but not enough to retweet it with everyone. Um, and if you look at the stats, it's very weird. I've only had 24 follows out of that. It seems a bit disappointing. But it was nuts. When we went in to see the Frank Zappa film tonight, it was at 24,000. And I said to Kath, when we come out, I'll be over 25,000. I was at 26.1,000. It's the oddest thing. And I'm not saying this to blow my own trumpet, although I, every hour I update my friend Scott. I'm going, Scott, have a look at this. Um... I do need to know who I write to to get the money that no doubt I'm, I'm going to get for that. Um, I'm not saying... I've got an out time, by the way. I'm not saying it to, to blow my own trumpet or to... You know, it just... I guess, I guess there are two things at play here. One, 
that it's... Isn't it funny? And these are not necessarily points of conversation. I just felt I had to say this. I guess one thing at play is, isn't it funny what, to get, what gets picked up on the Twitter wind? And I knew that it was going to get high numbers when last night I started getting Brazilian retweets. It's like, oh, okay, right. It was coming out in Portuguese. Uh, I thought, right, okay, we're, we're, we're on another continent now. This is going to go around the world. Um, so it's funny what catches the Twitter wind. But I guess the bigger thing is, why are we write, Why have we got stories like this in the newspaper in 2016? Why do so many young people say they're bisexual? Honest, confused, influenced by celebrities? I love, as you know, my love for the monkeys knows no limit. Well, it knows one limit. I'm not going to put a monkey's winkle in my mouth... Just because I'm because they're celebrities and they're influencing me, I'm not going to go gay or bi for the Beach Boys. That influence isn't going to make you go and have it off with some with a gender that you well maybe might love. Maybe I'd maybe I'd give them a reach around. But 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 it's just the weirdest weirdest story, isn't it? It's not even a story. It's lazy. I tell you what we'll do. We'll go to a break and then we'll do the news. We'll come back. It's Russ and Katya and it could be you, dear listener. 0344 499 1000. Um, and I'll see if I can find this story on the Mail Online website. And um, we'll have a look at some of the comments, shall we? It's going to be grim. I tell you now, the comments will be grim. Um but it it might um, be enlightening for some of you um some of you snowflakes out there oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand i'm ian lee this is talk radio across the uk online and on dab we are talk talk radio give it some lip talk radio Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome to. Uh, I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAV. Take a far out trip into the twilight zone of late night radio with Ian. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Why do so many young people say they're bisexual? The Mail Online comment section is a joy on this. Are you ready? 0344 499 You don't have to call in about this, by the way. I'm just saying this because this is something that's kind of been brought to my attention. Let's have a look at some of the uh, comments. Um, so tired of so much importance and attention being placed on what is essentially a completely private matter. This is just the way that this generation is rebelling. Honestly, all this attention on this topic, they've been raised in and around it, hence why so many are coming out. They'll grow and settle down soon enough. <laughs> That's from Sarah. Sarah underscore downer, down under. Captain Kirk says, they say it because they think it's the in thing and cool. Um, however cool it was, I wouldn't... 
that. Attention-seeking, says Pat, Pat Bateman. Um, Veronica in Essex says, Look at me, I'm bisexual, I'm with the times. Being straight, I will soon be a rarity. Um, it's trendy and it doubles your chances. Attention-seekers. Because it's A, fashionable, and B, it's easier than dealing with strong personal issues for themselves, and C, they're easily led. Um, uh, the, here we go. The constant... This is why... This is the response to this. Why do so many people say they're bisexual? The constant re-education at school. The lack of religious education that plays some order on how the world works and the sexual nature of world pop idols had led to a general confusion and a complete lack of common sense in the young. Oh, deary me. Al says, hmm, maybe it's something in the water we drink or food we eat. And I'm not joking. Oh, uh, let's do one more. Um, well, <laughs> let's do two more. The media has groomed the younger generations to believe anything is safe and in, and people no longer have the religious backgrounds to question whether something is right or wrong. Also, they are a massive generation of sheep who do anything to follow a trend. <laughs> religious background. It's that, Thank God that religion is getting pushed back a bit and people are allowed to question it. And again, I'm not being anti-religious. It's just good that people can question it and can do this stuff. What does this mean? This is from British Lady in Bristol. There is a difference to experimenting as a young person. I enjoy sex to wanting to be like a relationship with a member of the opposite sex. That's when your birthday. Not kissing a girl at 18 geezer. Get over yourself. What the hell does that mean? Um... Uh, and there's a brilliant caption under the picture of... Um, one of the women. Shannon Scrivens, 18, pictured, can remember every detail of her first sexual encounter with another woman. <laughs> but, yeah, of course you can. I can remember ev pretty much every detail of my first sexual encounter with a woman. It's, uh, it's really weird. And uh, the, the newspapers are just being really nasty at the moment. The front page of the Daily, is, is, Daily Mail is quite racist, isn't it? It's racist, isn't it? Is actually racist, properly racist. After the horrific story yesterday um, of that poor, poor family, mum and three kids, I think it was, and I've, I've the videos online. I don't wish to see the videos; it's horrific enough. Um, killed by um, a foreign driver. I don't know where he was from, actually. Um, I think he was foreign, wasn't he? Anyway, he killed. The family, he was driving a lorry and he was on his phone, wasn't he? Scrolling through his phone trying to find songs and he went into the back of their car. So the front page of the Daily Mail, the son got it right. The son got it right. The son have got pictures of people using their mobile phones, but they're, they're all, all kinds of people. The Daily Mail has gone for the, 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 the Brexit angle. Madness! As a Polish lorry driver is jailed for killing a family while on his mobile, we catch 17 foreign truckers using their phones at 50 miles per hour. The law must be toughened. Why? 
why foreign? Because, like, British people do it. I, I don't... I really don't understand... Eyes glued to their phones, these truckers are gambling with people's lives. In just 90 minutes, no fewer than 17 were spotted illegally using mobiles on a busy motorway. One even took both his hands off the wheel to fiddle with his phone. The shocking pictures of foreign registered lorries were taken yesterday. It's just... I mean, why? I don't... Honestly, I don't understand it. I, I mean, the mail really is the the lowest common denominator and i don't understand what's going on with it if anyone can tell me let me know i don't get it um you can call in about that you can call in about anything you want you know me oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number let's go to russ evening russ evening Ian. what you got for us well i didn't actually call about this but uh, i would say um on the uh, in, being influenced by um by other people and celebrities. You, you, if I was to tell you what Dirty Wurzel's influenced me to do, then it'd make your toes curl, I'll tell you now. Jeez, that left leaves a bad <laughs> taste in my mouth. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I actually rang up about... Uh, I wanted uh, Originally, I rang up to speak to... Obviously to you, and, and also Hassan. Oh, Hassan, um, yeah. Uh, he was good, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I've got, I've got a couple of questions to ask you about about the the, the uh, performance ring, but uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm not very easily pleased usually um, with things like that. But um, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good, and yeah. um, I don't know whether I know, I know like artists don't like being pigeonholed. I'm, I, I don't know whether he classes himself as a, a poet or a rapper, but um, to me, he's like a, a modern a modern poet, and, and I'm not really a, a big fan of poetry, but um, I really enjoyed it. I thought he was, you know, really good. Yeah, he's good. I, I, and and um, I struggle with poetry. My relationship with poetry is is, um, is a, a tough one. I do struggle with it. And I'm trying to be more open-minded about poetry as I get older. But I don't think, I, you know, I, he's he's kind of like a cross between a rapper and a poet and a comedian and a performance artist. And he's all kinds mm-hmm. of things. And I think he's... Di- I tell you what, partly why I like him so much is because he's doing something different. Yeah, and he's he's it's, he's doing something quite it's quite clever, but he's yeah. he's not afraid to be risky with it. You know, I like, yeah. I like that. You know, he's very he's sweary. If you see him live, movies. if you see him live, he's very very sweary as well. But in in the way where um, a, a swear is delivered at just the right moment and with just the right velocity to make you laugh out loud. Well, yeah, because I mean, that's what I know. I know people rave rave about people like chubby brown and that and, and it's never appealed to me i can't stand i can't stand swearing in an act just for the sake of swearing no. but swearing in the right context at the right moment can be swearing can be funny hilarious. swearing can yeah, yeah, yeah. swearing can be funny it can be big and it can be clever yeah, yeah, you yeah, just got to know when to do it man but i i i think swearing is is um, funny. We saw this the, the Frank Zappa documentary today, right? It's really good. E- even if you've not got, you don't like Zappa, it, it's such a good documentary. It's just loads of clips of interviews with him throughout the years. And um, the, one one of the people says, "Why are you so? Why do you use such bad language?" And he says, "Because 
I don't see it as bad language. I just see it as another tool in my arsenal of weapons. My weapons are words. You know, my I, I pay my bills with words. And if 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 I put an a, you know an f bomb in or an s bomb in at the right place, then the, I'm just adding. He says, look, if I want to tell someone to f off, then the best way to tell them to f off is to say f off. <laughs> and he's right. You know, it's, it's straight. Right, yeah, it's directing right. it straight to the point. Not wrong with a bit of uh, old Anglo-Saxon. Exactly. Uh, Anglo-Saxon language. Um, a couple of quick questions, Ian. Uh, first of all, when are you, are you are you planning any any of these um, Ian Lee calf functions in 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 my neck of the woods in the future at all? Um, what, is no. Is the short answer. No. What we're doing, we're doing another one in London uh, in December. We're doing another one in London in February. And then we might, February, we might go up to Manchester uh, early next year. There's a theatre in Litchfield uh, called the the Garrick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, The plan at the moment is to go up to Manchester, maybe March or April or May or something next year and see if we can do it there. And then if that works, um, we'll look at maybe doing one in, in the West Midlands or something. Yeah, I mean, I I con- contemplated popping up the other night, um, having the night off work, popping up to that ghost thing in Macclesfield. <laughs> Probably glad I didn't, to be honest. Yeah, that was uh, it was uh, it was it was a very spooky night. I think you'd have cacked yourself. I'm a bit of a skeptic on all that stuff, to be honest. They would have destroyed. I talk radio. I know with all these changes. Oh, quickly, link to this. This next question. But the phone calls are a lot cheaper. I'm on EE, and it's yeah. not free, but it's slight. Pennies, like, oh, exactly. It's much really better. Cheap. It's the best thing, Russ. I've got to move on. It's the best thing that the talk radio could have done. Changed the phone number and made it cheaper. Beautiful. Beautiful. Let the phone calls roll in, guys. 0344 499 1000. I agree. I agree with that, Catherine. She just typed on my screen. It's the best thing that talk radio could have done. Changing the phone number. And I. I think it is totally katia and then paul and then it could be you dear listener i'm ian lee this is talk radio late night ian lee on talk radio we have ways of making you talk you know what it's like are you like me right whenever i get um i'm gonna say something it's gonna sound like i'm making a joke and i'm not genuinely not making light of it whenever you get like a a a tickle or an itch or something you think you're dying because I, I genuinely, I took a caterpillar in the face because I've told her this. But genuinely, I've had this little spot in my throat, like a little sore spot in my throat. Right, it's not a spot. I mean, it's like there's a little area inside my throat that is sore. Right. And it's been sore for, it feels like forever. And um, and because I've been listening to um, the guy on Radio 4 talking about having throat cancer, my head has kind of joined all these these dots up and gone oh you might have throat cancer genuinely and the cat's pulling faces at me but genuinely this is my this is my fear right and so today i was thinking oh maybe i should book an appointment with the doctor now i won't i won't go and see the doctor because of course i've not got throat cancer and i don't want to waste their time that's what everyone who gets throat cancer must say. 
and then when they do go to the doctor, it's too late, and it's stage four, and there's nothing they can do about it. Genuinely, right, most of my life, um, I have felt, and well done, Catherine and Ed, for suppressing the laughter, uh, I've had little niggles and itches and stuff, and I'm constantly going and getting prodded and probed and having things um, looked at. But, I mean, what... You don't think... You think I'm being a hypochondriac. Which I've heard can be lethal. <laughs> Katia! Yeah, why don't you get a dog that sniffs? What? Cancer. Oh, a cancer-sniffing dog. Yeah. yeah. Why, why? Why wasn't that my first thought myself? Because uh, yeah. And then and then just like lie on the floor and have um, someone force him to sniff my neck. Yeah. And then if he, if he spots cancer, what do I get? Michael Heseltine to strangle him? <laughs> oh no, no. But if you get one of those dogs, you can you know whenever every day if uh... every day. <laughs> How do they tell you? They, that you've got cancer. Do they bark at the cancer? Um, they w- well, it, it really depends. But uh, they will sit on. They will sit on you. What they will do? What? <laughs> sit, sit, s s i t. Not yes. Yeah, will... All right, mate. Calm down. <laughs> okay. They will sit on your on your tumor. Uh, sort of. Yes. So, yes. so if I've got cancer of the throat of the neck, mm-hmm. the dog will sit on my neck. Yeah, I know it sounds weird, but uh, it's true. And sometimes do- uh, cats will do the same. I remember reading this story about a lady who had a cat, and uh, he, he usually would sit on her lap, but then he started sitting somewhere, I think on her elbow or something like that, and she had cancer over there. I don't and know. Anything. She had cancer of the what? Not of the elbow, but... Um, can you get cancerous elbows? You can get cancer anywhere. And the cat sat on her elbow? Well, um, well let me think about it. I'm going to read the story again, but I think that's... I can't really remember uh, what happened then. But, it, yeah, get a dog. OK, I'll get another dog. Mm. Um, by the way, the phones are going mental, guys, so if you're calling, keep calling, we'll, we'll try and get to you all eventually, but the phones have gone a little bit bonkers, 0344 Katia, you've not called in to try and sell me a cancer-sniffing dog, have you? <laughs> no, I'm not selling that to you, but uh, I wanted to say thanks very much uh, to you and Catherine for uh, putting everything together on on Sunday. It's just incredible. I just couldn't believe it when, you know, uh, all these people, brilliant people on stage, really, and uh, and, and also having um, the documentary I made. Because I, I didn't know if the stuff that I was doing was any good or funny, so to see the reaction of the yeah, audience got big was laughs. amazing. Big laughs and then tears at the end. Yeah, well... <laughs> Are you going to put the film on YouTube? Uh, well, I'm going to know. I tried. Oh. <laughs> well, it doesn't... I, well, it doesn't work. Why, what do you mean it doesn't work? Why doesn't it work? <laughs> well, um, I don't know if it's because I did it directly from the iMovie thingy, uh, but it said failed, so I said, oh, OK. Have you, got, have you got a YouTube account? 
I, I, I opened an account uh, and then, but I'm going to look into it and see if I can remedy. It might be too long. Isn't there a limit on on YouTube that unless you 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 change the account, you can only is it ten minutes or fifteen minutes? Oh, really? All oh, right. You have to change it. But um, uh-huh. one of the losers listening to this will be able to um, help uh-huh. you with that. You should wait until um, the Christmas one. We got a guy who's going to eat custard on stage. Oh wow! The guy's <laughs> going to eat custard on stage. Wow. Uh-huh. That's happening at Christmas. Well done, him. Well done, him. Man, he's going to eat custard live on wow. stage. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. But anyway, I'm, I'm ringing because I'm a bit... Jeez. Uh, uh, I'm not sure about this. I'm going to... Uh, you know when you interviewed your heroes? You said you said after you... What was it? I can't remember. That I question. said, yeah, I interviewed the Beach Boys and I went bisexual. Yes, well, but what, uh, I'm not going to interview the Beach Boys. But anyway, here's the thing. Apparently, I'm going to interview one of my heroes. I said yes. And now I'm thinking, I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that because I'm going to be so nervous. I'm fine with the other people that I'm not... Uh, well, that Is like. it someone from some crappy metal band? <laughs> Is it? from a really very good excellent band are they called it. are they called um warlock <laughs> no are they called pentagram no are they called satan's piss well, no. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great name for a band <laughs> if anyone wants that they can have that that is a great name by the way the good dear listeners if you want to uh, uh text in eight seven triple two start the word talk um we're looking for names for heavy metal bands oh, really? That band who was co- uh, called uh, sperm bird. Paul porn bird. No, sper- no sperm. Spaff. Sperm <laughs> bird. I'm not kidding you. Porn bird. No. I don't, I don't know what you're saying. S p e r m. S p sperm bird. Yes. Sperm bird. Yes. There's a band called Sperm Bird. There is. And and wow. they were saying uh, that they, they were actually quite a, a little bit regretful about choosing a name. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, well, it's... I it's um, imagine if the Beatles had been called Sperm Bird. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> Do you think they'd have gone down as well? Yeah. No. So, you think... It's, it's the band that's on everybody's lips right now! It's Sperm Bird! <laughs> Okay, anti-climax. <laughs> That's a good name for a band, <laughs> anti-climax. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, do you want to interview creator that, so that I don't have to do it? <laughs> you, you, you. I'm going to let you have the creator interview, uh, okay. uh, Katty. I'm going to let you do that one. Oh, okay, I'm thank gonna, you. Yeah. Bye. Okay, is that it? Uh, Oh. I'll let you know how it goes, because I'm already all over the place. <laughs> Thank you, Katya. We look forward to hearing how it goes when you inter- interview Devil Sperm. 03444991000 is the telephone number. It's the new number. Paul's on the line. Good evening, Paul. Hello, Ian. Hello, Paul. What you got for us? What's your view on FIFA saying that England and Scotland not being able to wear pop? Not being able to wear pubs is political. I think it's a load of crap, to be honest. Saying that, saying, say, I missed the question. It's, what's your opinion on FIFA reckoning that England and Scotland can't wear poppies during the football because it's a political statement? They've, they've not said that. I thought they had. Nope. 
or it's something to do with political, but nope. it's just nope. crap. No, nope. yeah, I know, it's crap. It's, 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 that's okay. not what's happened. Oh, good. People need to sort their own affairs out before they deal on anything else, to be honest. No, but you're getting angry about something that hasn't happened. You're getting angry about something that isn't happening. I'm like that sometimes. Don't get angry about it. They, the, 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 what, there's, there's not, it's not even a story. Good. It's just, it's just FIFA really wind me up. They haven't, FIFA haven't done anything though. Oh crap! like this or you? No, there's no, but there's no, there's no crap here. FIFA haven't done anything about this. Uh, no, no, no. Everyone, guys, am I the only person that listens to the news? The football <laughs> players will be allowed to wear poppies. On Armistice Day, if you, am I the only one that listens to the news in this building? Right. Probably. So it's it's a story that is is a made up story designed in our post Brexit age, in the age of the news idiot, to get us all angry and thumping our tubs when there's nothing to be angry about because they're gonna be allowed to wear their poppies, but also. If FIFA had said they can't wear their poppies, I kind of agree with that. Okay. But I didn't agree with the... I know it's obviously, I know you're saying it's not what they've been said, but I didn't agree with the whole political thing. That, that's but, they didn't, but, but, but they didn't even say it. It's not... It's not it, they're, they're allowed to wear their poppies. Yeah. I think probably, actually... Perhaps they shouldn't, but it's not up to me. Um, yeah. And they'll be allowed to wear their poppies. So, Paul, you can let that, and I can tell you're angry about it, but it isn't a thing. So you can let that anger go. What 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 can you be angry about now? Uh, Foreigners texting <laughs> while they're driving? That does hurt me, but it, it's the same like I heard you say on Skype earlier. It does happen with British people and everything. Well, yeah, exactly. I don't understand the front page. The Daily Mail, it, 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 they're just getting everyone angry about about rubbish. Yeah. So, just, just Paul, just go and... Um, I don't know how you relax, whether you roll a fat one or you have a little drink or you play a bit of FIFA. Whatever you, whatever you do, don't condone drugs, by the way, guys. But whatever you do, yeah. go and do it and relax, Paul, because there ain't nothing to get angry about. Right. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, the, the blank looks from my team typing on the screen. Well, this is... No, he's he's got it right, Ian. This is the story. This is the story. Guys, they're allowed to... Guys, chillax. Put on a Netflix and have a chill-chill. They're allowed to wear the poppies. Huh? It wasn't a story. It came from nowhere. It went nowhere. You did say that, bummer. Oh, yes, you did. So, don't be angry about that. 03444991000 is the phone number. Um, we had a little flutter on the lines. They are now free. So now would be an excellent time to give us a call. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Um, heavy metal. We've gone for a traditional texting thing. Why the hell not? Why the hell not? Eight seven triple two. Start with the word talk. Cost twenty five pence plus your normal standard charge. Heavy metal band names: Anal Magic, Clunge Plunger, and the Second Head of Cerberus. I think that is actually a real band. 
Um, 0344-499-1000 is the new telephone number. Honey! Hello. Hey, honey. It's, it's been a while since I called, even though I called yesterday. Did you call yesterday? I, don't, <laughs> I was at my therapist today, right? And I, and I normally go on a Tuesday, but I couldn't go yesterday because of work. And last week I couldn't go. And I spent, um, a good 20 minutes of the 50 minutes hour, 50 minutes hour you get with the therapist, trying to remember what I'd been doing last Tuesday that had prevented me from going to see him. And I was sat there and he said, Ian, we do, it, it's not that important. We can, we can move on. I said, no, 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 hang on a minute, Craig. Let me just think. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> and I couldn't remember until I got out and, and got in my car and went, oh, yeah, I was in Milton Keynes interviewing some cosplayers. But I honestly, it, but I, and I sat there thinking this, I wonder if this is what it's like to be old, to be like old and forget, and just, I couldn't remember anything. Well, my memory is really bad as well. Is that, who's, you, you, are, you, you're, you are too young to remember this. There was a, um, <laughs> years and years ago, there was a bloke called... Wasn't he called Dominic somebody, the memory man? He had a moustache. I don't and know. He, what, he, he was brilliant, honey. What you could do, right, you get a pack of playing cards and you just hold up a card. Oh, look at that, put it down. Next card, look at that, put it down. Next card, look at that, next card. And then he'd be able to recite the cards back to you. Wow. You don't Goals. say... Now, see, this is your problem. <laughs> this is the problem with the meme generation. I listened to a documentary about memes last night on the way home. The meme generation, the GIF guys, <laughs> the um, YouTube generation. Uh, we were bad because we were the MTV generation, so we were used to shortcuts, but we could still watch something that lasted about three minutes long. You can't even do that now. And so you think a man going through a deck of cards, and it would take five minutes, and they would do this on television, and then reciting them, the whole act would take ten minutes. You think that's boring? I think that's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> I don't think it's boring. You, I just... do, you made a boring noise. <laughs> Catherine, can we try and... Um, a, can we find out if Dominic O'Brien, for that is his name, is still alive? B, if he's still in the memory business, and C, what's his phone number? <laughs> we'll get him on the show. Don't remember some cards. Um, it would be like that guy at performance ring. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if, if we, if anyone wants to come and do a memory act at performance ring, I'll be totally up for that. But interestingly, I don't think, and I'm not being um, sexist, I don't think there's ever been a female memory act, and it is an I'll act. Do it. Well, is your memory any good? No. Well, the. <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of the the only prerequisite i'll work on it okay well you you work on it and it's, it's all about he would always say it's all about um you make up a story so you'd see the two of clubs so i went to a club and i saw a diamond joker uh, and that's and that's how they make the story up and stuff and remember it. But I I can never get that technique to work for me. <laughs> um, I wanted to say yeah. that performance room was really nice and everyone was really welcoming. I don't know. I kind of thought because I'm like a really new listener, yeah. I felt a bit out of place. But everyone was like, "Oh, you're honey. Oh, I like your calls." And I was like, 
A single tear. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, no, it was. It was a nice atmosphere, and it was nice to see you there, and it was nice to see everyone there, and um, it was all very supportive, and uh, I think um, in a few months' time, I, well, I, I think we're onto something that is completely different from any other variety or comedy evening um, that is out there. But genuinely, uh, we're kind of looking at possibly trying it out up in Manchester, so if anybody mm-hmm. knows a venue that holds sort of 70, 80 people um, in Manchester that we could get for, I don't know, for free or for, you know, a, a decent, um, you know, door split, um, then let me know, ian at ianlee.com, because um, it, would be, uh, it, it would be quite nice, but I don't know any places up there, you see. Oh. Oh. Hassan is great. What is? Hassan. Hassan's brilliant, isn't he? Yeah. He's really good. I think we found a superstar there. I was excited when he said about wanting to make like a music video or something. Because I like, I totally would do that. I I, want to make films. Do do you have video skills? Yeah, I've I've kind of been doing it for like three years. Well, then get in touch with him. (laughs) Should I? Yeah, get in touch with him. Yeah, okay. get uh, uh, H-D-E-R-V <laughs> on Twitter. Get in touch with him. I, I already him. follow him. Well, then, you, then, then get in touch with him. <laughs> I'm sure he'd be up for that. Although, look at... Okay. Oh, look how he's changed. He's slagging us off on Twitter. Oh. He's how rude, saying that we didn't make him a cup of tea. How rude. He's block changed. Him. Yeah, block him. Blocked. <laughs> Honey, thank you very much. 0344-499-1000 is the um, telephone number if you want to give us a call. It's dawned on me today, I have a rather unusual taste in movies. I found a new genre of movie that actually I really like. And it was only today I realised I really like it. And I can trace it back. Um, but, but for a long time, my favourite genre was time travel films. Right? But then today I was flicking through Netflix because I wanted to chill. And I came across... I don't know what this film was called. Hang on a second. Um, hang on a minute. I'm, don't, oh, it, I've got to play it to make it come up. Anyway, I don't know what the film was called. Right. I came across this... Oh, Break! There we go, Break. And um, even though it got a lousy rating on Netflix, and it got a lousy rating on IMDb, I liked the um, description of it. And it said, basically... Special agent gets locked in a box in the boot of a car. Boom. I'm in. And it reminded me of a film I saw with, I would say, one of Britain's greatest actors, Ryan Reynolds, where he's uh, he wakes up in a coffin buried underground. Now, I can't remember what that film was called. It might be called Buried Underground. And it was such a good film. And this break is, here you go, Secret Service Agent Jeremy Rhines awakens in the trunk of a car driven by terrorists. Beautiful. Beautiful. And um, the Ryan Reynolds film was great. And it reminded me. Now, if you're of a certain age, some of you will know exactly what I'm talking about, right? And I think this was based on a true story. In the 70s, there was a film around the same time as Salem's Lot, right? So it's that kind of vibe. And it's about either a woman or a child 
that gets kidnapped by a pervert. Watch this in the 70s. Brilliant. And the pervert puts them in a coffin and then buries them. And then there's like an adventure. There's like a chase as they try and find out where the woman or the child is buried. Now, I must have watched that in about 1979, 1980, so I was six, seven years old. And it had a... If anyone knows the name of it, please do let me know. I think it was based on a true story. I'm sure it was based on a true story. Um, And um, it had such a profound effect on me that now... And it's only just been reawakened. It turns out... I like films where men, and it has to be men, I think. For some reason, the thought of a woman in a box, that is a bit too macabre for me. Locked in boxes. So if you've got any suggestions, and I... The one with um, Colin Farrell in the phone box, I think it's called Phone Box. That sort of just fits into the genre, just... I enjoyed that. I would have preferred it if the phone box had been locked and it had been um, horizontal and it had been underground. But I did enjoy that film quite a lot, actually. So I'll, 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 things like that I'll, I'll, I'll let in the list. Um, basically, I'm asking you to suggest the next few DVDs I'm going to buy. Can you name me some films where men get locked in boxes and buried? <laughs> Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Right, two things. Um, J- Jay Willow has suggested Panic Room. Right, well that's someone locked in a room. What has that got to do with boxes? And well done, Paul's quiz. Was this the film? Yes, it was. The Longest Night. The Longest Night is a harrowing made-for-TV movie based on a real-life kidnapping. Oh, and it's on YouTube. Beautiful. Beautiful. When I drop the kids off at school tomorrow, I'm watching The Longest Night, 1972, ABC movie of the week. It was terrifying at the time. It might be a little bit pony now. Yeah, yes. Hello, Tony. Hello, how are you? I'm good, thank you, Tony. What have you got for us? It's very random. Um, I was just sat here with my other half, and I was discussing a podcast that I wanted him to listen to. Yes. But I couldn't remember the bloke who you were talking to, and I said, oh, I'll just phone them up and ask them. And then I did that, and then I'm in the air asking you. Um, so, so, a podcast that I was on? No, no. I want to know the name of... You were talking to a man the other day... Yes. ...about religion... Yes. ...and he likened it, faith, to having autism. Do you remember that? Oh, um, Ari. Oh, what's his name? Was it Ari, the Jewish guy? Is that his name? Okay. He, I don't think he, he likened... No, hang on a minute. He, he thought I had ADHD. <laughs> Say that again. Hello. He thought I had ADHD... Well, I've I've suggested that to you before. Right, but is that what is that is that the thing you're talking about when Ari phoned up and said that Halloween was anti-Semitic? No. Oh. 
No, you were speaking to somebody. You were speaking to somebody, and um, I'm sure. Oh God, I'm sure it was you. Well, go on. Oh God, what if it was a different radio show? How embarrassing! Wouldn't that be awful? And basically, said that everything came down to maths, and he had to believe that that there was something in it. That he, he was very religious. Is your math. is your other half on the line uh, in the room with you? He's in the room. What's his name? Rory. Can I speak Why? to Can I speak to Rory, please? Oh God. Okay, hold on. Thank you. <laughs> Hi. Hey, man. How you doing? You all right? I'm all right, mate. I've got a bell full of apple at the moment, but well, you could have been caught with something worse in there. Um, now, <laughs> Rory, I don't think it was me. Oh, I think she. I think she's. She's been. She's thinking of someone else. I would remember someone talking about the world coming down to maths. <laughs> oh, no, so no, how, no. how long has she been banging on about this for? Um, only about ten minutes. But, oh, but tell him. you have been on the radio like every night. every night for the last couple of weeks. So, well. and. She can't sleep without the radio on, so... <laughs> I'm sorry, man. That well, must be terrible for you. You, while I'm trying to be asleep. Uh, I'm uh, really sorry. That must be absolutely awful <laughs> for you. <laughs> I, I, I know what that's like. Um, uh, she's wasted ten minutes of her life, because unless someone phones up and says, no, 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 Ian, you, it, was, it was the other night you did this, um, then um, she's thinking of someone completely different. <laughs> she's seeing She's seeing other radio presenters. Oh, my word. Oh, but I've got something good to tell you, Ian. Yes? Ian, this is actually quite good. Yeah. I can't without the radio on, but when I actually come to the point where I want to go to sleep, I put on LBC. Thank you very much indeed. Have a nice night. Okay, bye. Oh, hang on a minute. Oh, hang on. It wasn't us talking to Will Store, was it? Well, I don't know. I'm phoning you to ask you if it's Will Store. Let me think. Oh, I'll look him up. He, I'm, I'm sure it would have been you. Okay, well, you, you, good, good luck with that, guys. Good luck with that. Um, I, I'm not sure. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the um, telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome to. David's on the line. Evening, David. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, David. What have you got for us? Well, that guy stole my thunder. It is the longest night, but. I, I had a feeling someone took a lawsuit about, about out about it, and I couldn't show it. Huh? That's what I read a few years ago. What do you mean they had a lawsuit out and they couldn't show it? I've seen it. I, I, yeah, but like years after the actual, it, it is based on an actual murder in 1968. Oh, flipping it! Well, yeah. someone is now saying on Twitter, it's very very confusing, that it's just about a kidnap and that she isn't buried at all. No. Oh, oh, you know, it's such a long time since I've seen it, but she had, a like, a battery, like a car battery. Yeah, yeah. Could, so she could have a light on. Yeah. And he told us, yeah, but if you use a light all the time, the battery won't last long. And Was it, she underground, though? Yeah, only only a, a foot, I think, or something. Yeah, but you say only a foot. Yeah. But if but you're she, in a coffin, that's a foot yeah, quite yeah, yeah. deep. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, obviously, she didn't know that. I don't know if he blindfolded her before he stuck her in there or, or what, but... Uh, no, I, I remember it. I think there was a season of sort of films around that time when we were... Well, you were a little bit younger than me, 
So, yeah. But my my parents let me watch any old rubbish when I was a kid. Yeah, well, they did. I mean, well, you had three or four channels, didn't we? So. Salem's Lot. I, I'm trying to... F- Actually, Ian, you might be able to help. Can you yeah. put this one out there? Then? Yeah, go on. Right. There, was a, there was a film about some sort of glam rockers, yeah. Yeah. And they looked sort of... Uh, a bit sort of Gary Glitter, sort of that, that sort of style. Yes. And they built, they, they lived in this big country house, two brothers. Yeah. And one died or something. It was a, it was a bit of a. I've been looking for it for ages because I just want to watch it again. Hang on a minute. And what happened? What, and what, was it a horror film? It was, yeah, you know, the 70s rubbishy. So what happened? It wasn't like Hammer House of Horror, was it? No, it wasn't. No, it, was, it wasn't a Hammer House of Horror film, no. But it was, it, it was something to do that this house got forgotten because no one drove past it anymore because they built a motorway. Right. And I don't know what it's called, and I've looked, I've searched everywhere because I don't know who's in it, or, but it's definitely English. And if, just, Lino's, if Lino's listening, Lino knows all of these weird, crappy 70s <laughs> horror yeah. films... Isn't it nice to look back? And the other night, I remember you mentioning Halloween, the yeah. uh, the third one. The yeah, third the, one was that it was, was the most rubbish, but it terrified me as a kid. It did the Stonehenge one. That's it. Yeah, where they're sort of they nick a rock, don't they, from Stonehenge? No. Right? Yeah. And no. The, the Basque one. Where we go, did, 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 yeah, they, they nick a bit from Stonehenge. Yeah. No. The, no, the stolen rock. They've got nothing to do with Stonehenge. It, it has. Watch it again. Right? I'm not watching that again. You think I'm nuts? They nick, nick a rock from Stonehenge and they sort of put a crumb of the rock in the badges that go on the mask. And that's what makes... And when you wear yeah. the mask and the advert comes on the TV, you wear these yeah. Halloween masks, and then, like, snakes come out of your eyes. Halloween, Halloween, yeah. Yeah, that's scared me. Oh, it was powered by Stonehenge, was it? Yeah, it starts off with a newspaper... Sorry, like, CNN News, this piece of... That was based on the true story, wasn't it? No. Oh. Silly. Oh, you know. Well. Mind you, I did watch some other rubbish film on the other channel with Stone Engine in the other night. Lesson learned. Don't watch the horror channel. The, the horror channel shows films that are just beyond the pale. I remember a film, right? And I'm sh- I remember it as having Frankie Howard in it, but it couldn't have been Frankie Howard. It must have just been someone who looked a bit like Frankie Howard. It wasn't the one where he was trying to get the bank, the numbers for his combination, is it? No, it's the one where it ends up with him digging up the grounds of this old country house. It is Frankie Howard. Is it? Yes. Because there's buried treasure there, and there are snakes and things in the house or something, aren't there? Oh, yeah, definitely Frankie Howard. What's it called? Do you know, I don't know. You're going to have to have a look. Oh, but, because isn't, is that the one where we have to sort of get go in the photo booth and get something? <laughs> you could be saying anything no, no, now. It. It's just no. too... This is what it will be like in the care home, David. No, no. In about 30 years' time, you and me will be sat there just talking rubbish. Yeah, but there's one film, and I can't remember if... I think it's that, or... Um, no, I'm thinking of the Dick Emery film. Oh, for crying out loud. You, where we have to get the numbers <laughs> for the combination for the safe. Yeah. 
and I think one of them... So it's w- not Frankie Howard? No, that is Frankie Howard. Oh, Jesus! But he, he throws... Uh, do you want the spoiler? No! Well, yeah, no, that's... No, you know, because he has to dig up the estate. Here we go. The house in Nightmare Park. That's it. He throws the map in the fire. In 1907, an actor is invited to perform in an isolated country house and becomes involved in a mysterious and dangerous event. Whoa. I remember that terrifying me as a what, kid. What, the country house? What? What are you on about now? Oh, for crying out loud. Thanks for calling. Ed! Hello. Hello, Ed. Um, I was one of the two people at performance who performed performance ring who felt that, uh, you know, the act went a bit wrong, other than Triss. Um... And I just wanted to say that uh, I was really uh, blown away by how supportive everyone was. And it made me feel a lot better about what happened. Um, and, yeah, but, but listen, listen to Hassan as well. Yeah. I mean, I was speaking to him beforehand, and, and he was so good. But he told me that he'd only been performing for a year, which made me look at my own act and think, you know, um, I need to stick a rocket up my anus and, and kick myself in the backside. Uh, to- now, you were, you were Johnny Melcher, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. And I made yeah. things worse because I was, I was, I had my names written out in the wrong order. So I called you the wrong name at one point, which must have yeah. been horrible. And I apologise for that. And well, you had a technical problem in that your balloon burst. Yeah. Um, the act didn't go anywhere near as badly as you thought it did. No. By a long no. stretch of the way, it was still very, very funny. Uh, and there were obviously a couple of bits that didn't work, but it was, I, I, I thought it was still really, really funny. And was it, it was, you haven't done many gigs, have you? No, I didn't, that was my third gig, that was... There we go, you see. I mean, um, you try to cram a lot yeah. into it. and um, But I could tell you were disappointed with the way it went, and that, that I felt a little bit bad about that. But you're, you're feeling better about it now, are you? Well, yeah, well, I want to congratulate you, because I think to create such a support environment made me feel a lot less bad about myself, and there's a lot of people afterwards that give me a pat on the back and you know, said they enjoyed it, so... It was nice to hear that, anyway. Jerry loved it. Our, uh, our mate Jerry um, was watching on Periscope, and he loved it. He thought you were brilliant. Oh. When we were, went oh, to I, visit I, him the other day, he said, oh, who was that fellow with, who dressed up in the... He had the brown suit on. Who was that? I thought he was brilliant, and he was referring to you. <laughs> so, um, so you got one fan. Oh, that's nice. I did ask about Jerry before, beforehand, so it's nice to know that uh, yeah. it's a mutual... He loved yeah. it. He uh, loved it. Well, anyway, the reason I, I rang up was because they talked about horror films. I yes. went to see The Exorcist at the cinema the other day. The original anyway, Exorcist or the new one? Yeah, yeah. No, the original Exorcist, uh, yeah. shown in my local cinema. Yeah. And it was um, it was really brilliant, as harrowing as when I first saw it. But you're talking with um, Honey about uh, the meme generation not having a long yeah. um, attention span. Yeah. There were three people in the front row, um, so in my periphery, with their phones on throughout the whole <laughs> thing. Oh, I t- no, 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 not having that. I would, I would, I I would say, excuse me, I've, and I've said to people, in front of me, I said, excuse me, can you turn your phone off, please? I was in the cinema once, someone was making a phone call. <laughs> and I went, well, no, I'm sorry, can you, turn, can you turn that off, mate? We're in the cinema. Well, that was the problem. The dilemma was, because I was right in the middle, I didn't know whether to get up and then go down and say something, which would disturb it, the whole film even more. Yeah. I was just hoping that someone else would, but no one had the cojones to uh, yeah. stop them. So. It's tough to... Um, but if it no, I, it, it, I was in the cinema the other day, and the person behind me had a had a phone on, and I was I was kind of annoying me a little bit, but it was all right. But someone went and had a word with them and asked them to turn it off. No, that's unacceptable behaviour. Yeah. Although the alternative would be a kind of cinema Gestapo, no one wants that. So you know. No, I want uh, the good old um, usherettes. I want someone who's in there with a torch, going, "Excuse me, could you stop doing that, please?" Yeah. 
Ed, listen, I've got to move on. I'm, I'm really glad that you've, um, you, you, you've perhaps changed your perception slightly of how it went, and, and, and I thought you did a cracking job, and I look for, forward to seeing more of you, and I'm glad you called in, mate. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Bye. Cheers, man. Bye-bye. 0344 499 I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. A radio star is born. You're going to love Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Um, 03444991000 is the new telephone number. Another hour of this to go, dear listener. Uh, Phil, you'll be up next after the news on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Once in a lifetime, there comes a story so gripping, so vast, that only the motion picture screen can capture the full force of its emotion. And only a superstar could do justice to this theme. Anybody there? Played empty houses before, but God blimey. What hidden terrors lie in wait for this unsuspecting stranger? Anyone in there? Oh dear. <laughs> what mysterious force has lured this man to this nightmare of a house? Oh, Foster. Hmm? I need your help. I understand, my dear. Who is his old Mr. Twelfree is the great tragedian. He's here to provide her entertainment. She lies where she lies. In her grave. Hello? It's never gone that well before. Damn moron. Now watch it, mate. Man's a cretin. That's better. You've misunderstood, Paul. We were keeping it as a surprise for you. The others are all mad, you know. Quite mad. Children, children, it is midnight. God. Found and bright. Children don't come in the nursery for the dolls dance every night. Take your hands off her. No, no. I was just unbuttoning her frock. She's fainted. I'm going to smash you to an inch of your life. I was just giving her my little nail. There comes a time when a man must turn and fight and meet cold steel with shrewd cunning. Ha-ha! Now I've got you, haven't I, Mr. Clever Dick? You'll have to kill me to get them. With the greatest of pleasure. Catch! Mere courage is not enough. This isn't going to be excruciating, is it? I mean, I don't mind agony, but I draw the line at excruciation. <laughs> what lies in wait, we cannot say. Except now all the diamonds in the world won't do you any good. For there are some terrors which have no name. Please make it a crush and not a biter. And all of them dwell in... The house in Nightmare Park. Ah, that'll teach you. You thought you were dealing with an idiot, didn't you? Ah! Wow. I remember that. It's uh, Frankie Howard in a bizarre sort of horror comedy. <laughs> the horror comedy genre. Uh, Phil's on the line. Evening, Phil. Good evening, sir. How uh, are you? I'm good, thank you, boss. What you got for us? Um, 
I have a question, actually. Um, Not so much um, with money earned. What do you think was the pinnacle of your career? Bearing in mind, I I remember you from the 11 o'clock show. Yes. uh, Back in the day, and there were... There were times in between then and now, I've not heard a lot from you, and yes. obviously now you're on talk radio and you're doing great things, but if you had to not do the corporate answer, uh, what would you think was the pinnacle of your career? What, uh, uh, I don't. Uh, the I... thing you enjoyed most and yes. the thing you oh, thought most people liked. I don't, well, I've never been particularly popular, so I mean, the thing that had the biggest audience was the eleven o'clock show. But I, that's not that you know, I'm proud of it. But it's not. Um, uh, uh, I, I, why are you asking? Well, I would disagree with that because I remember you s- uh, so much from the eleven o'clock show, yeah. and so many of my peers, uh, all my friends, absolutely love you to death. And you, oh. and it was. Um, like the fast show, it was kind of one of them things that just disappeared, yeah. and it was like, where did he go? Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I wondered the same thing for quite a long time. Um, uh, uh, I don't really, I don't really, uh, no, the 11 o'clock show I'm really proud of, and I was like 24 or 25 when I got that job, and I suddenly I went from signing on to being on the telly, and uh, so I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, you, I know you expected, you know, the corporate answer is that, um, well, now this is, of course. But this is, I genuinely think that yeah, this yeah. show is the best thing that, I'm, that I've ever done. Because I'm, just um, because I'm getting better. I'm getting better and better. TV, well, uh, TV, I never really had much say in TV. You're, you're kind of told what to do. And I never got big enough that I was able to dictate the terms on which I performed on television. So TV was always a bit false. Um... And I think that this radio show is 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 the best thing I've ever done. Well, your kind of breakthrough was like a, a Dennis Penis thing. Yes. Um, Gosh, you've really been studying yeah. my career. Yes, it was. It was doing the For, little vo- vox pops on the um, screen. Yes. Oh, oh, oh what, what, what the hell's his name? It's coming to me. It's uh, go on, go on. But uh, go on. Uh, who did Dennis Penis? Paul K. Paul K. Yes. Um, it's led to no end of things, and yours oh. didn't. It's like Gosh. you disappeared and then you popped up again. Gosh, you're making me feel brilliant. <laughs> uh, well, I'm not. I'm not complaining. Uh, well, I I, uh, I I did for a long time. Um, uh, I think it would be fair to say, Phil, and this isn't me being um, modest, that my career has not lived up to the um, uh, 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 potential that it showed. That's partly, significant part of that is my fault, because I made bad decisions, um, career-wise and personal uh, in my personal life. Um, it's also a little bit of it is bad luck. Um, a little bit of it is, is, a significant part of it is not, really um not having the talent that some of my peers had in terms of television but then a lot of the people that i started with wouldn't be able to sit here for three hours with with a blank piece of paper in front of them so um Um, well i wouldn't go that far i mean uh there are people with principles who go well i won't do that 
Here, here we go. Here's, 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 here's the, here's the, I, I once made a decision uh, in my career based on principles, right? It was the biggest, most stupid decision I ever made. I did four series of the 11 o'clock show. There was a fifth series, which I was signed up mm-hmm. to do, right? And I, and I was all set to go, and it was an entirely new team, entirely new staff, entirely new people on camera, all of this stuff. John Holmes was going to be in it. Or John Holmes was in it. And uh, the show started on a Tuesday. The Thursday before, we recorded a pilot episode. I was signed up for 10 weeks at £9,000 a week. £90,000, right? We did the pilot episode on the Thursday. It was rubbish. And um, my ego and um, my, um, you know, sense of, well, I'm not going to do stuff that's rubbish, I walked off of that show, right? And I phoned my agent and said, you've got to get me off this. It's going to be rubbish. Um, and I disappeared for a couple of weeks, and uh, I, I totally ego. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, that was a lot of that was ego, um, and principles, it misplaced principles, and it was the worst thing I could have done. A, I lost ninety thousand pounds, and that would have helped. You know, I would have helped me buy a really nice house. Uh, and B, I buggered up my relationship with Channel Four, and I became n- known as being unreliable and untrustworthy. So um, principles are great. But, um, you know, I, I can't really be bothered with them now. I've got a mortgage and two kids. Well, so what you're saying is uh, principles are bad. <laughs> well, I just think principles are... are, are the, the, one, the one big decision I made based on principles, um, I regret. So, I don't know. So, so hang on. Uh, wait, 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 wait a minute. Let, let's get this straight. The one thing you're saying is... Uh, the one thing that people would respect you for, which are your principles... Uh, the one thing that you would say uh, they're like the bad thing. <laughs> no, um, they're, they're, I mean you, you're, you're getting it. Uh, so you're getting no, makes no. a decision based on the principle. Whether it's right or wrong, people will respect you for it. No, not necessarily. Not if it's wrong. And it yeah, was wrong. Your principles. Yeah, but, um, but they, those principles. Phil, hello, Phil. Those principles. Have- those principles were misplaced. I can see that now. And I caused a lot of trouble for a lot of people. Yes, but they were your principles at the time. Yeah, but they were, they were, they were, they were, they were wrong. Yeah, well, hindsight is an amazing thing that you can look back on. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and I was wrong. I was wrong to... It's very easy to criticise yourself when when things turn out in a different way. But you can't... (laughs) Why, Why are you making these pronouncements on my career? I know what I did and I know what I did wrong. And that was a wrong decision. Um, well, what I'm saying is, uh, the decisions you made weren't necessarily wrong at the time. They didn't pan out. No, it was wrong. Right. It was wrong but at, at the time. Stuck to your, uh, at least you stuck to your principles at no, the time. No, but it was... That was stu- based on what you knew. Yes. Which is you, well, what you would expect anyone to do. No, it was a stupid... It was it was a stupid thing for me to do. I did, I did the wrong thing. My principles were misplaced. I can see that now, and I appreciate that now. Well, um, that... <laughs> That said, you were great on the 11 o'clock show, and you entertained me massively. Brilliant. Thank you very much indeed. I have no idea where that conversation was going or what it was about. But I tell you this, I feel worse about myself than I did five minutes ago. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Um, And I'm sure that it wasn't Phil's intention to make me feel worse about myself than I did five minutes ago. But I do feel worse about myself than I did... Five minutes ago, feel a little bit nauseous, feel a little bit peeved, feel a little bit shaky. 
Um, and I feel worse about myself five minutes ago. And I'm not saying that so that you then find up and go, oh, no, don't feel bad about yourself. Isn't it? You know, whatever. Um, it's fine. I'm just um, in the place where I am able to um, uh, do a quick scan of my body and realise how I feel and verbalise it. And I feel worse about myself than I did five minutes ago. Of course, it's ridiculous to walk off a show five days before it started. What an absolute bell. I mean, it's stupid. A, the money to one side... Um, I, I, I should have made the decision six months before. You don't walk off of a show five days before it's about to start a ten-week run. That's insane. That was ego fueled by um, self-medication, uh, 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 fueled by fear, uh, and fueled by a misplaced sense of of me being on some cosmic journey. And that I was some sort of comedy genius. I wasn't a comedy genius at all. I was just some bloke that got lucky. And it was all right at doing a few things. I should have um, realised I'd made a mistake signing up for that series. I should have sucked it up and made the best of it. That's what I should have done. And I didn't. Um, anyway. 0344 Dave, come to you after this. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. It's cheaper to call us than it was last week. Um, standard rate, or it could even be free if included in your inclusive minutes. Um, but otherwise, it will cost you pennies, guys, pennies. Um, and we call you back anyway. We still call you back, so that's groovy, huh? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um, a phone-in show, unlike any other phone-in show, in that words you've heard. We just sit here, I just sit here, and, and Catherine and Ed just sit through there, and um, we talk, and I talk, and stuff comes out of my mouth and out of my head, and you can call in and talk about that stuff if you want, or you can call in and um, I'm going to my mouth. deconstruct my career if you want. You call in about anything you want, that's the beauty of it, there is no agenda. We're trying to avoid doing the things like um, like Brexit and um the falling pound and um oh god i don't even know what's going on in the news we're trying to avoid those kinds of things because you can get them everywhere else you can get those on all the bbc local radio stations that we're thrashing at this time of night oh yeah we are thanks guys um you can get them on which is thrashing us at the moment at this time of night but 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 thrashing us in london the rest of the country we're doing all right. We, we, we're, we're a way off, but we're catching up. Um, so that stuff is out there. And I kind of have to think and believe that you're listening to this show because you don't necessarily want that stuff. Saying that, if you want to call in about that stuff, you can. 0344 499 1000. But I would kind of hope that you have... Um, a slightly different twist in it. I must correct myself on one thing. I said that FIFA were going to allow the football players to wear the poppies. They're not. Um, but the FA have said that, it, that, that that England and Scotland are allowed to wear them and they can defy the FIFA ban. But I kind of think I kind of think FIFA are right. You know, if you're not allowed symbols, I don't know what it means, I don't know what it symbolises, I know all that. If you're not allowed symbols, then you're not allowed symbols. Ah, oh, yeah, there wouldn't be no FIFA. If it hadn't been, you know. Anyway, Dave's on the line. Evening, Dave. 
Good evening, Ian. Good How e- are you? I'm fine, thank you, Dave. What are you sure you're all right? You, you, you sounded a bit down after that last call. Um, I'm sure you'll cheer me up no end. Oh, oh, oh you're going you're to take me down even lower? No. You're going to no, take me down to Paradise City? Wouldn't dream of it. Okay. Um, I've got a question. Oh. Um, have you ever had nits? Do you know, no, I never have. Never oh, have. I'm sorry, this question isn't to you. That was for Kath. Okay, Catherine, if you could get on, on the microphone. Get on the microphone there. She's, um, Catherine, Dave is asking if you've ever had nits. Yes. Yes. Oh, right. Thank you, Kath. Thank you, Cathy. You're get, welcome. Uh, get off the microphone sorry, now. Sorry, um, sorry. Your question, Ian. Um, yes. Have you ever had fleas? Um. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I, I seem to remember when I was a kid that the cat got fleas, and we kind yeah. of had a bit of an infestation. Yeah, yeah. My girlfriend's cat's got fleas, yeah. and when I go up there, yeah. I anyway it's funny when you, my cat had fleas recently and i spotted it really early on and mm. you put the fleece brown and it kills them but um it, it the fleas are fleas are funny little buggers aren't they yeah yeah and you have, have you ever squashed a flea no no i haven't seen them i just get the itching oh no I, there, there, there was a flea on my bed not so long ago from the cat and i saw it and it hopped it, they, it hopped away hopped away and i caught it and i squashed it did you ever think oh god the cat's gotta go no, 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 no. We got we get this really strong. Um, no, it's not flea spray. It's um, like a little tube you get. This little tiny little tube, and you have to hold the cat between your legs. Open this tube. Part the fur on the back <laughs> of her neck. Sorry. Part the fur on the back of her neck, and then then put this little sort of bottle of, of of cream on the back of her neck, and it kills all of the fleas quite quickly. It's really strong stuff. The dog gets ticks. If she does her homework. No, the dog gets ticks. We've got ticks at the end of the garden. And what's the difference between a tick and a flea? Well, a flea is a tiny little thing that jumps about. A tick is the uh, thing that's slightly bigger. I would say it's about the size... The big ones are about the size of a child's uh, small little fingernail. And they clamp on to the animal and they suck the blood out and they drop off when they are full of blood. And you've got a cat and a dog? Yes, sir. Ooh, so you've got fleas and uh, ticks. Fleas and ticks, yes. OK, well, thanks for answering that. Um, I've got one more question. Uh, can we yeah, sure, go on. You're building up a very strange portfolio based on me. Um, well, this is just a small, minute detail, really. Where are you going, then, David? Yes. Um, would you rather... Yes. ...have an early morning haircut with a flappy cape, and you've got to live with the hairs driving you bonkers all day... Yes. ...or not wash your hands for 24 hours? Oh, not wash my hands for 24 hours. I can go, I can go a week without washing my hands. No, I don't believe. No, seriously, seriously, I'm 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 a very reluctant hand washer. Do you still wipe your um, lads' bums? <laughs> Sometimes I have to, yes. And you don't wash your hands. Correct. I mean, oh dear. Yeah. Now I'm starting to build a strange portfolio of it. Dave, thank you very much indeed. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um, gosh, they're all coming out of the woodwork tonight. Let's go to uh, Dennis. Yeah. Evening, Dennis. Wash your hands. Correct. I mean, oh yeah. Now I'm starting to build 
Oh, he's got the radio on. Turn the radio off, Dennis. Much indeed. 344 Gosh, they're all coming out of the woodwork tonight. Let's go to, uh... Dennis, evening, Dennis. Good evening. Oh, flipping it. <laughs> 20 minutes later. Yes, Dennis. In the old days, we used to have a woman came around, the knit nurse. Yeah, we had the knit nurse. She was great. She had a, a, a very, very fine comb. It and was. It was. And God help me if you had any fleas. It was always exciting <laughs> when you had to leave the classroom with a group of your friends during lesson time, yeah. and the knit nurse was a real thrill. It's better as even school dentists to come round. Are you all right, Dennis? You sound a bit. T- you sound a bit tired tonight. No, I'm not tired. No, I'm oh, good. Okay. Had a great day. Okay. I was worried if this was going to be the last phone call. Imagine if the last phone call was about the knit nurse. Well, it's not my last phone call. I'll ring you again all the time. Well, I know, but, you know, let's be honest. There's going to be a time when you can't ring us again, Dennis. Well, one of these days, you'll see I'll have popped my clogs, but never mind. Well, I just don't want this... I've arranged for the uh, the, uh, cremation. I've arranged with the fire brigade to be there in case they can't put me out. What we need to do, Dennis, is we haven't got many calls left between us. We need to make the end of each call something really special, right, from now on. So that if, supposing you died tonight and we go, tomorrow I've got sad news, um, Dennis from Dunstable has died and let's play, his, let's play a little bit of his last call. And it's you talking about the knit nurse. And that really isn't going to, I think that would do you a disservice. Well, I think that if you, if you can get some little egg timers. Yes. When I've been cremated, put a little pinch of oh, me in each one. Beautiful. I'll make sure your eggs are always good. And we can give you uh, give you away. We can give away parts of Dennis. That's right. Yeah. Uh, well, I tell you what we're going to do from now on, Dennis. Right. The la- which you can call in about whatever you want. Yeah. But then at the end of that f- each phone call, I want you to tell me something fantastical. Right. So, Dennis, why don't you tell me about the time you knocked out Muhammad Ali? No, I'll tell you what I can tell you. Yes. I've got a television set that works without being connected. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much indeed. Excellent. If he dies now, that is a brilliant end. Well, uh, Dennis sadly has passed away, but um, listen to the last call he ever made when he told us about his magic TV. There we go. Brilliant. That's good. Remind me to do that. At the end of every call with Dennis now, we're just going to get something fantastic in there so that we've got, you know, something good to look back on. I mean, the knit nurse is, is no... That's no way to uh, to play out your career as a... Um, a, 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 a caller to a phone-in radio show. No, no, no. We can do better than that. Rory! Ian, how you doing? I'm very well, Rory. How are you doing? I'm good, yeah. I just wanted to call in and, and maybe make you feel better about yourself. Thank you. Um, and the, There's a programme on BBC Two now called The Victorian Slum. Oh, and yes. when you were talking earlier about you thrashing the BBC local radio stations. Yeah, we are destroying I, them. Yeah, I looked up at the TV, and the very moment you said thrashing, a woman dressed in Victorian gear was thrashing. Thrashing a carpet. Thrashing a carpet. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Ignore the music, ignore the music. We've just got some new music. All right. Yeah, it should, it should be, it should be a lot, lot lower than that. Thrashing the carpet, what do you think of that? Do you believe in stuff like that, Ian? Where, do I believe in like thrashing? Do I believe in thrashing a carpet? Do you believe in like you know if you if if you if you do um, you believe in life after love? 
Um, I can hear something inside me say, I really don't think I'm strong enough. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. What do you think? Do I believe in thrashing a carpet? No, do you believe in, like, say you're reading a book or something, and the book says a word, and then somebody says the exact same thing on the radio? Oh, I like that. Yeah, I like yeah. that a lot. That's what happened there now, where the woman was thrashing the carpet, and you said thrashing at the same oh, time. But so that proves the universe is... Well, Speaking to you. Did she did she say the word thrashing? No, she was she was actually doing something. So she was hitting she was yeah, but she could have just been hitting or or beating. Beating a carpet is the more appropriate phrase, isn't it? Oh, you have to you have to thrash, you have to really go for it. Like, well you you grew up in Ireland, so you probably were thrashed. <laughs> I was thrashed with a wooden spoon. I think you need some kind of thrashing implement that has thrashing bits on it. A wooden you know? spoon? Were you beaten by a wooden spoon? Yeah, beaten by a wooden spoon. My parents were terribly violent. On your hands or your bum? On my uh, arms, on my Ooh, legs, flipping. everywhere. Um, do you want to know the most violent thing that happened to my parents? <laughs> to I suppose I do. Phone? I suppose I do. But I, you yeah, do, yeah. All right, so... It was this morning, and uh, my mum was away at work, and she had told us to get ready to go to my granny's, because my granny was going to look after us. And then um, she came home, and we hadn't bothered. We just sat all morning watching TV. It was summer holidays. And then she told us to go and brush her teeth. She beat us with a wooden spoon, and she told us to go brush her teeth. And then we were brushing our teeth, and she came and said, brush your teeth properly, yeah. and banged her heads together as we were brushing our teeth. <laughs> we were about seven or eight. Flipping heck. Yeah. I can't imagine hitting my boys. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Could never hit them. Mm. The, the, well, yeah. the old well, days were My nuts. parents were quite young. My parents were only 22 and 23. So maybe the fact that you're older means... Yeah, that, my you know. mum was... Um, I think my mum was 20 when she had... Nine, 19 maybe when she had my sister. 19, mm. 20, something like that. Kids. Yeah, I think you have to forgive your parents, really, if whatever they did. Not well, whatever they did. Not maybe. whatever they did. I mean, no. <laughs> you know, there's... there's a, um, uh, well, I, I, I like to look on my parents as, as flawed people, and they both did some mm -hmm. things terribly, terribly wrong. But um, as I get older, I begin to understand a little bit better why they made some of the poor decisions that they made. Mm -hmm. But they did do some stuff terribly wrong. Gosh, this got heavy, didn't it, really? <laughs> Do, I could do, do you want me to do a more serious bed? How much have you um, had to drink tonight? Oh, I don't. I haven't drunk, had a drink in like two months. I was standing outside for like three hours filming a clock. Why were you filming a clock? I don't know. Um, okay. People paid me to do it. Beautiful. Mm. They're the best gigs. Yeah. Um, all right, R R Rory, nice to talk to you, man. All right, thanks, Ian. Take See care, bye-bye. Um... Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Last thirty minutes of the show. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on air and off the leash on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the um, telephone number. Kath, do you want to come in and um, hang out? I've suddenly been hit by um, a wave of exhaustion. And um, 
and I'm going to get four hours sleep tonight. Four, four hours six. I'm taking the boys to school tomorrow. But, 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 very excitedly, I'm allowed to stay at school with my youngest for half an hour and have breakfast at the school. We're going to have a bacon roll. The oh. dads. It's for the dads only. Which is very bold, I thought, in this um, this day and age to do something so traditional. Mm. Um, What's the occasion? Just like it's dad's. Not even Father's Day or anything, is it? Dad's breakfast. That's what it's called. Going for dad's breakfast. That's brilliant. There'll be some women there. There'll be some mums. With um, beards stuck on. Which will be great. Hello. Hello. Any, any women in here? No. no, 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 no. Um, so I'm going to go, but it means I'm going to get four hours sleep. But, but you be, are going to get a bacon butty. I'm going to get a bacon butty. And then I'll be able to get back to sleep for a couple of hours when I get um, home. Yeah. Cliff Richard may be innocent of all... The sexual allegations mm-hmm. of which have been hurled at him and have bounced off of him, which is wonderful news. But he is guilty of something. Crimes against fashion. What the bloody hell is that man wearing? I mean, it, just generally. he His fashion sense has sort of stayed around 1986, hasn't it? When he was happiest. And the thing is... Carrot doesn't live here anymore. I'm sorry, but you moved to the second floor. Oh. Daddy's home to stay. I'm not a million miles away. My favourite and the only song I like of Cliff Richards. Yeah. Wide, Wide for, for sound. sound. Yeah, of course. Of course. Wide for sound. Yeah. Which, it? of course, the video was filmed at Milton Keynes Shopping Centre. Well, uh, um, my friend James who works in television and... Uh, Is he your real friend or just showbiz friend? He, he's a real friend. Um, I wa- Well, I say real friend. I don't think he can get me a job anymore. So he's, he's just an acquaintance. A, he's just a bloke, bloke, bloke on Twitter. <laughs> um, he says, he um, says, the woman's looking very glam tonight. Thanks. I haven't been on telly for ages. <laughs> I don't think he's got any power now. Oh, uh, yeah. thanks very much, James. Thank you, James. Um... Last time I was on telly, I was in a James, fi- field st- with a donkey. Are you still in? Are you still in Los Angeles? Oh, um, yeah, he's in Los Angeles. I have a valid passport. Yeah, 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 yeah. We can, we will work. An acute accent. But Cliff Richard looks absolutely bloody ridiculous. Show me the Pride of Britain award. He looks like he's in a in a tuxedo that's just stained with all kinds of horrible fluids. Yes, right. Have you seen that thing? That um, picture that's going round. Uh, was going around a couple of days ago, which was are these shiny legs or legs with paint on? No. Well, that looks like is this a shiny jacket or or a jacket with paint on? Yeah, it's just he it looks ridiculous. But bless him, do you know what I do admire? Yeah. He's dancing to his own rhythm there, isn't he? He's been in the dressing up <laughs> box and he doesn't care who sees. I like Cliff. I I do like a bit of Cliff music, um, but I just think, come on, man, you can dress better. Than I like that. the fact that Cliff does that. I like the fact that Angela Rippon is holding on to those ruffles, despite the fact yep. that they've not been in for a good 25 years. And Gloria Honeyford, just Gloria Honeyford. 0344 499 is the... Um, um, phone number. Phone number. So I was reading a rude um, tweet there. Here we go. Drunk takes nunchucks to hunt clowns. <laughs> Have they got footage of me doing that? A drunk vigilante mm-hmm. armed himself with a martial arts weapon. Nunchucker! What? Right. Can can we just... Is it nunchucks? It's nunchuckers. It's N-U-N-C-H-U-K-A. Is that a, is that a Chinese word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they right. re- used to be rice flails. Oh. 
nunchuckers. And they've been shortened to nunchucks. Nunchuckers, in the 80s, right, kids, I had nunchuckers. I, I, my mum and yeah. dad would buy me nunchuckers. Kid opposite me, I had them, and a ninja star. Oh, I had loads of ninja stars, yeah. I had loads of weapons. I had a three-sectional staff. My mum and dad would take me into London when I was, like, 12 and buy it for me. But um, nunchuckers were banned in this country yeah. in, in all the films. So you get all the Bruce Lee films, and you get to the nunchuck scene, they'd be cut out. Remember that you watch you watched Enter the Dragon up until a few years ago, and there'd be a bit he's having the wicked fight, wicked fight, wicked fight. He pulls out some chucks, right, and then the next thing you know, he sits down in a room and puts them around his neck. You go, "Where's the nunchuck?" Fight? Yeah, but it's wise, right? Because like that kid opposite me, I yeah. bet you hit yourself in the head. With oh, those many, many times, time. yeah. many, many times. Yeah. Um, they were like clackers, but more dangerous. No, oh, they were flip. I, mine had swivel action. They were flipping black chucks, swivel, beautiful steel swivel action. You just stand in front of the mirror, and go, <laughs> <laughs> and it bloody hurt. And you do that, you do all that stuff. Um, but they were bad. And, of course, the mutant ninja turtles had chucks. So this was a real dilemma. And they were bad. They banned. still do. I like, bought my Well, they do one. now. They do now. And you're allowed to see them. But back in the day, you weren't allowed to see them. Oh. So they cut out all of the scenes in the 80s. Of the chucks. Of the chucks. And also, do you remember, they changed the name of the cartoon. Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. Yeah. Teenage Mutant Hero Is Turtles. Is that so they didn't offend the ninjas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They you don't want to mess with those ninja. boys. Isn't it weird? Isn't it mm. funny? What we, li- what, we, what we had to go through in the 80s... Are they ninjas again now? Yeah. What we had to go through in the 80s, kids, so, just so you can watch pornography on your phones now. We had to, we had to endure some terrible, terrible ham-fisted censorship. A drunk vigilante armed himself... Do you think I'm losing my voice a bit? No. Okay. Do you? Yeah, I do. Mm. I do. And I think it's throat cancer. Genuinely, it's not me being light. I genuinely think... Go and see the doctor then. No, I'm not going to. Well, then shut up about it. A drunk... Ed just types on the screen, my generation thanks you. Shut up, man. You're as old as I am. (laughs) A drunk (laughs) vigilante armed himself Mm. with a martial arts weapon to attack clown pranksters at court herd. Christoph Rudsky, 22 went hunting for pranksters with a pair of nunchucks. <laughs> Two wooden sticks joined by a chain. To we know what nunchucks are. Terrorising the neighbourhood. Baby mirror. When arrested, the cleaner told police, It isn't right that these clowns are hurting people, and I am doing something about it. <laughs> Except if they couldn't find any clowns. In court, he said he did not remember what happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rudsky, here we go, of Bury St Edmunds... Suffolk. Suffolk. Admitted possessing an offensive weapon in a public place given a 12-month community order with £120 on paperwork, ordered to pay £85 costs and £85 to the victim's fund. Right, well, in a way, that's good because he wanted to be a hero and now he's serving his community. Presiding magistrate Diane Hunt said the offence was worrying. What's it, Egg? He's out there. Being a div. He's He's out there doing... We, hang on a minute. You shouldn't be drunk in charge of Chucks. Here we go. We we, we, we were... Um, Chucks and Norris and Connors. We are told to get more involved in the community. Yeah. More involved in... in, in um, if there is a, if you see a crime, then it's your duty to get in there. Now, admittedly, this fella, didn't, Christoph Rudsky, didn't find a crime, no. but he was looking for one. I'd love to have seen him attack some killer clowns. Unfortunately, there aren't any killer clowns, as we've established. But uh, I'd love to have seen... Imagine a killer clown... Versus a drunk cleaner with some chucks. <laughs> Wouldn't that be the best thing to stumble across? 
<laughs> I would have loved it. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh, yeah, Philip. Dearie me, bagpuss. Tired, very tired. Very tired. Let's see what we've written down. I'm itching after all that knit talk earlier on. 53 question mark asks the express it's time to ditch that denim look oh the age at which we should stop wearing jeans is 53 a survey says um everyone wears jeans now the number of times you are sat in an office or on a bus or in a meeting or in a costa and you look around and everyone's everyone's wearing mm. jeans it's weird isn't it that we all wear the same Trouser. Jeans, for me, strictly a weekend thing. Um, yeah, I... Because I've put on a bit of weight, I can't really fit into my other trousers, so jeans are kind of easy. And they're convenient, and um, they look all right, and... Um, but, yeah, everyone wears... Wears jeans, and it didn't used to be that way. Jeans no. used to be work clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what they were developed yeah, for, for isn't the, it? The, the tough working clothes. And um, now everyone wears them. It's like... We all think we're individuals, but we all look the same. We all dress the same. We all we're all we're all conforming to to the man. Mm-hmm. What's I mean, the alternative though, especially for blokes? A pair well, of them like coral trousers. trousers, those slacks that rich men wear. I don't know what that means. Red, yeah. Do you mean red? No, they're like sort of salmony. Salmon. Yeah. Cor- cor- we don't say coral as a colour. Well, I do. No, 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 no. We say salmon. We say slightly different. We say pig. I had um, today for lunch with the boss. I had my second ever crab, Mm. Uh, crab linguine, Um, and I forgot what linguine was until it arrived. It was like oh, flat pasta. Yeah, Um, and and it had a crab sat on the top of it. Now, my crab career is interesting because the the only other crab I've eaten was in a Korean restaurant. It was a soft shelled crab which means you just bite into it yeah oh really yeah it was Was beautiful right when you eat the shell of a soft shell crab is it um rubbery um it was nice yeah um it wasn't like um when shane mcgowan ate a beach boys record which someone sent me an interview about shane mcgowan apparently he's sober which is excellent news but when he was at his worst his girlfriend came home one day and he'd been eating uh, a beach boys record um it wasn't like it was just like eating um, like crispy pastry oh. on a fishy pie. <laughs> Good description. Hey, talking about we, we'll do this tomorrow. Rude jokes in um, songs. We mentioned um, um, the erection reference in Kokomo, the erection section. By and by, we'll defy a little bit of gravity. What's the um, rude line in a Beatles song about inserting fingers into? Um, oh, yeah, for a fish and finger pie. For a fish and finger pie. Isn't that outrageous? Jokes. Four of fish and finger pie. It's, it's, and that's what it is. Isn't that funny? Well, they were little uh, scallies. scallies. Hey, we're scallies. Let's put in a joke about inserting bits of our anatomy. I bet that was John's idea. It was a McCartney song. I bet it was McCartney. <gasps> it was, he, that was all McCartney. Is he a little bit like that, then? It's bad news for denim devotees. Jeremy Clarkson, 56, and Madonna, 58. Who should junk their jeans immediately? Oh, well, no, I think Madonna could do what she wants. 
The research into Britain's jeans-wearing habits also revealed how hard it is to find the perfect pair, with most of us spending up to five days looking for a decent fit. No, what? Th- Non-stop? 34 waist, 34 <laughs> leg, gap. That's what I go. I get mine off. Gap, off, straight fit. Off the internet. Yeah. Hotjeansaros.com. And women spend twice as long as men searching for their dream... Ooh, what, yeah. ten days straight, walking around like a, let me like see a hobo? Which, let me see which company has um, come up with this, it, and I'm not going to say their name. Is it a jeans company? A study by... Uh, On behalf of... Par, it's a parcel delivery and returns service company. Uh, um, revealed the stress that we experience while jeans shopping, with 6% of us becoming so upset we burst into tears... What the hell is this rubbish? Utter, utter guff. We carry on reading. Typically, we squeeze into at least three pairs while searching for the right fit, but one in ten of us tries on six or more. I know what this is about. Yes. What they're saying is you can avoid all that by just ordering loads and then returning them via our amazing service. So you can cry in your own bedroom. (laughs) We now like jeans so much. Here we go. That we will wear them almost anywhere. Exactly. A third of us feel comfortable wearing them to the theatre, yeah. A quarter would happily wear them to a dinner party, yeah. Five percent would wear them to a job interview. Depends what the job was. A wedding, nah. No. Or a funeral, nah. No. But wear, well, let's say black jeans. Someone wore a Hawaiian shirt to my wedding. No, <laughs> they say to your funeral. Well, they probably would. That would have been would. weird on so many... Uh... And they were late. Really? Yeah, and standing outside. And Did... they, yeah, they, they walked past me as I... They walked past me down the aisle, basically. Which I thought was a little rude. Really? Yeah, not my side of the family. Well, well. What have I written here? I've read, so page three of the Express, the Chinese. Let's see what we've... Uh, oh, no, let's not offend what's them. What's our Chinese cousins have got for us? Oh, it's that story about that. That's a boring story, that. It's a boring story, that. We'll find something. Why has everyone stopped phoning? What, what just because it's it's ten to, to one... School on a, night. On a, what night? What day of the week is it? Wednesday. Wednesday? Was it Wednesday? Mm. Oh, dear. Birds with big brains are less likely to get shot. Be careful, Kath. Mm. Why we're all ditching cereal. Did you like that? There was a little... It was a, it was it was a headline... And it was a nice little throwaway it was, gag. It was a mean little dig at me. It was light-haunted... Light... Haunted. Ha- light... Lightly haunted. Sexist banner. Yeah, it's all noted for the tribunal. If you've started avoiding cereal in favour of a breakfast smoothie... Breakfast what? smoothie. You, you can drink on the go. You're not alone. Cereal is a faff. Particularly with kids, because they just leave so much of it in the bowl. And that stuff is a nightmare. To throw throw away, you got you got to get the milk out into the sink and keep the stuff in the th- and then you'll go to the bin and just just. Someone eat. should invent some sort of cereal sieve. Yeah, they should do you actually. Can put it over the top of your bowl when you're finished. Yeah, let's do that. Let's take it to the dragons. There was um, what kind of brilliant documentary, Man versus Snake. Um, What's that about? It's about the guy that broke the Nibbler world record and the what the Nibbler. Hmm? World record. It's an arcade game. It's an obscure oh, arcade right. game. Oh, right, yeah, got you. And he got a billion points. And he, he did it, like, in 1984. And then he's trying to do it again. Um, and th- one of his mates comes in and goes, i got a great idea for making money. What's the best bit about eating cereal? It's drinking the milk afterwards, huh? Well, why don't they just make cereal milk? 
milk that tastes like cereal. And I was thinking, uh, uh, and they did that. They did, they did that yeah. with Weetabix, didn't they? Weetabix flavoured milk mm. recently. I wonder if that, because I remember laughing when I saw it. I saw it advertised in Birmingham when I was working there. And um, I laughed when I saw it. But now I could really do with some Weetabix flavoured milk. But I bet it didn't last long. I bet they did like a three-month trial and it never... Weetabix wouldn't be the obvious choice. You go Cocoa Pop milk, surely, is the, is the Well, that's key, just, the chocolate, that's just chocolate milk. Milks. That's just chocolate milk. Get yeah. some chocolate milk. Yeah, yeah. So that, you can have Cocoa Pops warm. Oh, why? Well, they're advertising it on the television. You can, you can get a magic spoon, right? What's magic about it? It's blue when you're eating cold Cocoa Pops, and it's red when the milk is warm so you can heat up you can have warm milk over your cocoa pops no that sounds disgusting it well it does sound disgusting but then i think oh yeah but that sounds all right (laughs) i could work that i don't like them when they go all gammy and surely a hot milk would make them go softer quicker if one of you dear listeners could try that for me that would be awesome more and more of us are opting for quicker breakfast as we just don't have time to sit down to a bowl of shredded wheat. Now, <laughs> they've done shredded wheat in lowercase, but that surely should be uppercase, shouldn't it? If it's Yes, if it's the proprietary brand they're referring to. Kellogg's suffered its seventh successive drop in quarterly sales in the three months to the end of October figures show. The company which makes cornflakes, crunchy nut... Well, crunchy nut cornflakes, actually. You don't just call mm. them crunchy nut and Cocoa Pops. Is it owned, still owned by the Quakers? Do the Quakers own Kellogg's, or did they sell it? That was Quaker. But Kellogg's, the guy that... Didn't, wasn't the guy that set up Kellogg's? Wasn't he a Quaker? He was played by Hannibal Lecter in a film. Joseph Quaker. Uh, Joseph Kellogg. He was... He was... He was a something... He certainly... It was a community that... Um, he ran a community. Wasn't he just old-fashioned American? No, I think he was a Quaker. And the, 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 the cornflakes have some kind of religious connotation. There's definitely something there. I never watched the film, it looked rubbish. Uh, once a fixture of most families' morning routines, cereal has fallen out of favour in many homes and is increasingly being shunned in favour of healthier and quicker alternatives such as fruit or smoothies. Dr. Dimitrios Tsivriokos, a consumer and business psychology, told BBC that breakfast habits were changing with more of us eating on the go. He said, the younger population will replace cereals. He's Greek, isn't he? Dimitrios Tsivriokos. Go on, try it. With smoothies, smoothies, fresh fruit and yoghurt. Yeah, the cereal feels like a very old-fashioned kind of thing. Right, I found... Right, it wasn't, it wasn't Joseph Kellogg. He's a different fella. Yeah. This is a John Harvey Kellogg, yeah. medical doctor. Yeah, and Quaker. Battle Creek, Michigan. Ran a sanitarium using holistic methods with a particular focus on nutrition, enemas and exercise. Yeah. Well, a combo. Yeah. Kellogg was an advocate of vegetarianism for health and is best known for the invention of the cornflakes with his brother, Will Keith Kellogg. Uh, he led... In the establishment of the American Medical Missionary College. Okay. All right, so there you go. So he wasn't a Quaker. No, but he was obviously a, a man of faith. He was a member of the Seventh Day Adventists. Okay, but yes, he it was like a it was a commune, wasn't it, that he ran? Yeah. Yeah. 
So I was, in many ways, while I was wrong, I was also very, very right. Which is the story of your life. Well, the show has um, petered out towards the end, and that's fine. I think we're all a bit tired. It's the middle of the week. We'll kind of rally around tomorrow and um, buck up our ideas and come in. Um, maybe we could play Francis Rossi. I was thinking about that today. Tomorrow. We ought to, shouldn't we? We should do. After um, speaking to the gentleman, it's it's uh, a, a cracking interview. Not because of anything I do, just because he he. Well, I, no, no, because of, I asked him some stuff that I don't think he's been asked before or not been asked for a long time. There was a nice uh, dynamic between you two, and he was a geezer. When we started getting onto the stuff, so what, what, tell me about the change from the psychedelic rock to the uh, the hard rock. What was that all about? You could see him kind of. Um, it was right towards the end, and I knew that if I asked that at the end, we'd get a bit longer with him. Um, he was kind of galvanised by, um, oh, this bloke knows a little bit. He's asking um, He's asking a little bit. But he was nice, wasn't he? Because he'd been there all day. We thought we'd get a tired Francis Rossi. He couldn't be, yeah. you know, yep. bothered. But actually, anything but. He was a very friendly, engaging chap. Well, A delight. Um Dear listener, I literally have nothing else to say for the last minute of the show, and we were padding a bit. So for the last minute of the show, um, you can hear us tidy up the studio, right. and we'll be back tonight at ten. Ta-ta. Oh dear. How about periscopers? Talk Radio, the 21st century dream team of dialogue, debate and discourse. Talk Radio, give it some lift.